Hello and welcome to episode 5 of the Kennel NRL podcast. And let me start by saying the NRL bunker needs to be blown up. With a great round of funny, it was ruined by poor bunker results and some poor officiating. But I digress. Today, I would like to welcome back my co-host, Dibo. Thanks for coming back, Dibo. Always a pleasure. Thanks for coming. And today, I'd like to introduce a new uh, guest we have with us today, Tariq Ahmed, a provisional psychologist specializing in suicide prevention. And get this, he's a Cowboys supporter that lives in the heart of the Belmore Bulldogs area. I repeat, a Cowboys supporter that lives in the heart of Belmore. Welcome, Tariq. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you. So tell us, how exactly did you betray your roots and start supporting the Cowboys? You know, it's funny, 20 years later, and I'm still having this exact same conversation. <laughs> <laughs> so who was it? Was it Josh Hannay? Was it Bowman? No, it was, um, look, it, I know, you know, growing up, you're watching the footy, you know, I've been watching footy since I've been four. So, you know, you're trying to find out what team you want to go for. So I went for the Knights for a while and all that sort of stuff. But back in 2004, just when the Dogs actually won the grand final, the Cowboys were having had a pretty decent team they were building up. So in 2005, you had a really good, solid foundation. Like one of my favorite players of all time in the NRL has to be Matt Bowen, um, you know, because he, he made me, like, you know, Mango Magic. Like he <laughs> made me fall in love with the game. So you had like Matt Bowen down the back. You had Matt Singh and Ty Williams on the edges. You had, you know, Bowman and Hannay in the centers. Or origin you know, or, it was pretty much team. the origin yeah, backline at that time. And test match players yeah, as well. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember that the t- they beat, the, actually that, that in 2004 when they beat the Bulldogs in yeah. the first round of the finals? Absolutely, yeah. I was like, it was blown away. No one thought, you know, the Cowboys came out of nowhere. Yeah, so that's what that's what helped me fall in love with the game. Like, and you had Jonathan Thurston come in. You had poor Al Heehee up the front. Oh, yeah, and like, yeah, yeah, it was just it was a really good side. And I was like twelve or thirteen at the time. So you know, about 18, 19 years ago, and I just fell in love with the with the Cowboys and that, been a supporter since. What was his name? That strong Ford for Queensland as well. Matt Scott. Uh, not Matt Scott, the other one. He's, came up he's got motor neuron disease now. Carl Webb? Carl Webb. Carl Webb, yeah. He was, a, he was oh, amazing when he said, yeah, yeah. John Buttergeg there as yeah. well. Oh, that's right. Back that's in his prime, Carl Webb, he was like one of the most feared, you know, players in the NRL. Like, he would play for Queen. He remember had the, the cue. Yeah, that's right. I remember. He, he had a couple of games. Amazing, yeah. South yeah. Away. He was uh, another Billy Moore, I guess, yeah. very yeah. passionate for Queensland. And then he went to Parramatta and killed his career. Look, he was at the back end of his career anyway, so. Wasn't that the year Parramatta just signed all, like, people that were back in the career? Yeah. Almost retired, and then well, medically retired people. Well, Fenerira, Carl Webb. Yeah. I think uh, they got Philippe Mateo back. Yeah, Philippe Mateo. Second, Mateo, second coming. Yeah, I, was I think it was just. Willie Tonga came back as well. That's and right. He was a bit older. Like, they were a bit older at the time. I think they had their best years were behind them. So. Yeah. There's the graveyard. Yeah. <laughs> Just to say there, there's might be a graveyard again. <laughs> might be a graveyard again. Might be, man. Full ba- the fullbacks anyway. Um, so how does it feel then when the doggies make the finals and everyone's going crazy in Belmore and you've just got to sit there and say, I don't, you know. I- Honestly, I love it. Yeah. Like, like, don't be wrong. I've been punching on my friends since, you know, <laughs> you know remember 2014 with Brad Bull, I was like in your face and all that kind of don't stuff. That, that and yeah, since we were kids, we were fighting like, oh, the dogs have won this many grand finals. How many have the and- Cowboys won? And 2015, I was like, yeah, we've got one. You know, we've got one. I'm happy. Best grand final But ever. honestly, it's still fun. Like, yeah, Absolutely. obviously I don't support the dogs, but. You know, when when you see, I live in the heartland of Belmore, and I, I actually think the doggy supporters have some of the best, like most passionate supporters. You know, like yeah, I know they've had a bad rap, but if you think about it, you look think about two thousands. Like, yeah, yeah, who yeah. brought the look, energy? No, no one, no one parties as much as their fans. I don't yeah. think anyone's as passionate as their fans. Um, I know there's been stigma in the past that they're worst behaved fans or something like that. Not anymore. Yeah. I was at that game at Belmore a, a few weeks ago. 
I think those guys that used to be brawling back in the days all got families now. And <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what, it was everyone was so well behaved. It was yeah. actually a, a pleasure to be there at the ground amongst everyone. It's awesome to hear. You know, yeah. It was very good. I think now the biggest grubs in the game are probably the, the Panthers fans. Oh, I think it's harsh, man. I think they're passionate. They're passionate. Um, I think I'll tell you it's the Dragons fans, but you know, that's just nah, <laughs> the Dragons fans. This will have a go at every other nah, team. The Dragons, fans are, the Dragons fans are only good at having a go at their coaches and their players. No one wants to go there now because yeah. of that. Yeah. I mean, the Dragons are a basket case. And let's not get into that just yet. So, uh, yeah, really. Tariq, you're a provisional psychologist. Um, you specialize in suicide prevention. So, I've got a couple of questions for you about mental health um, affecting players, juniors, coaches, and things like that. So, I'm just going to ask you some questions. Absolutely. Sort of a yeah. bit of a back and forth. So, firstly, um, a lot of the things, you know, especially now doing a podcast, and you realize just how much your words can affect players. So, you know, how hard is it for a player to cope with the bullying um, and the uh, the targeting that the media does on individual players? Like you look at, for example, uh, Luke Brooks. I'm sure he's a great person. He may not be working out working out at the Tigers, but like that sustained pressure and that sustained sort of bullying almost to an extent should like I, I would say it has a massive effect on someone's mental health. Yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of us, um, you know, a lot of people think that players are just commodities. You know, they're just, we own them because they're part of our team and we can say what we want. And I wholeheartedly disagree with that um, only because now we live in a time, I guess, an age where we're, we're, we're connected 24-7, yeah. right? There's no way. There, you know, back in the early 2000s, before Facebook, before all this happened, um, came along, you could sort of switch off. You don't have to hear about it. You don't have to see it. You know, you don't have to worry about it. Whereas now it's like you've got Facebook, you've got Twitter, you've got TikTok, you've got Instagram, and everybody has an opinion. Yeah, Everyone right. has an opinion about the players, and, and it's not like it's – constructive criticism. It's not like, oh, look, you know, um, I, I don't think he's working out. You know, I don't think he's worth the $1 million price tag now. He's got the potential, but I just don't think it's working out. Now, like what you see is people are going after their families. They're going personal. Like they start attacking them um, and, you know, you start they attacking get racist, them. Like they get racism, literal. you know, um, and, 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 and that's a really terrible part of the game in terms of, you know, it occurring. Um, and I, I do genuinely believe that it really does impact the players. Like you have to understand that players are human at the end of the day. They're human beings. You know, they're, 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 they're individuals who have partners, they've got their kids, they've got their life outside of footy, um, you know, they've got their families and they've got issues as well. Like just like we, we all have our issues in our personal lives. They also go through similar things. Not everything for them is just about rugby. the rugby league yeah, yeah, and playing. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, it's important. It's yeah. a big part of who they are. But then, you know, they've got all these things going on. It's just a normal part of life. And then you go to a game and you're trying to, you know, they put on a really good show, especially this season. How good's it been? It's been an amazing season. Yeah, you know, a couple of contentious course. You Probably know. the best uh, opening we've seen. Yeah, yeah a long, long time. time. Some maybe reports the best, best opening since 1908, yeah. which is blows my mind, to be honest. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it's 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 something that I think probably doesn't get spoken enough about, and the media isn't held accountable either. Like I no. think you know, especially if you look at some of the the bigger foot rugby league shows, it's like they've made it their goal or they've made it their thing to target <clears throat> one club or one player at a club and stick to them. Like Luke Brooks and the West Tigers, I know they're not doing well, right? But but the amount of articles and the amount of discussion that he takes, it must be like fifty percent of that show. Gets ta- you know gets spoken about and, and I just think look bro, if I were you bro I'd walk away like yeah. I'd, I'd just pack up and go to New Zealand to go play for the Warriors or something because you don't need that like it's yeah. just going to continue to hound them yeah um so we mentioned racism with Latrell um you know and Latrell's a strong guy like he puts up he cops the racism but he comes back and he talks about it he lets the journalists ask him questions but how tough is it to deal with um 
from you know a, an indigenous kid who's grown up who's such a great role model for him for other players and uh you know the fans how tough do you think it is for someone he was only 24 25 to deal with all that pressure of footy and to deal with the racism yeah absolutely like i think i just wanted to think about us right if we somebody says something hurtful towards us how do we feel right and now we're talking about something a bit more you know sensitive a lot more that's going on for them he's trying to have a good time he's trying to play footy with his family and lucky with his friends celebrate after the game and then he's walking off the field and he hears something He's something you know, extremely racist. It's something that's like, attacking them. It's vile, them. It's vile like disgusting stuff that's going on. And then, you know, um, for you to hear that, and especially with everything that's happening, how, how would you feel? Yeah. Obviously, you're going to – I don't blame him if he does lash out. I don't blame him if he does I come on. Yeah. So, I'm with you. To, to ignore something like that is, is the wrong reaction. Yeah. It, it, I guarantee you, like, it needs a reaction. And, and I think the biggest issue with it is – when when they do react, it's like, oh, look at you know the troll. Look at this player. Look look at look how the indigenous how players act. Yeah, it's like, hold on, hold on a minute. Why aren't we addressing the racism? But that's the issue. It's not the way they respond because I can you know I can see where he's coming from. Absolutely. Like he's passionate. He loves his community. He loves where he's from. Just like we love our communities and where we're from. And he's never lashed out. He's, yeah, that's the thing about him. Like that's what makes me think this guy must have some strong like support at home and have some really strong confidence in himself because not once because he's had people you know on Instagram telling him to kill himself. You know, uh, hurling racist abuse at him and not once has he actually lashed out when he could. He can come out to the media and lashed out. And the last thing I would want to see someone like Luttrell be lost to the game like Adam Goods was for AFL. Like, what a shame it was that Adam Goods left the game because of all the racist nah, abuse he was copying. He was at the back end of his career. He Regardless, was, he though. He wasn't lost. But can you, <laughs> no, but hang on a second. Hang on a second. Can you deny the fact that for him, he could have played another two or three years easily and it was the last straw that pushed him over the uh, edge? Look, AFL's got a much worse a racism problem than the NRL. It's actually more noticeable. Um, they're very, look, uh, Indigenous players, they're very resilient. They, they are very they're resilient. very resilient. They cop so much. Um, so remember as a kid, if you remember the Nicky Winmar incident when he lifted up his shirt yeah. and out yes. the colour of his skin. Yes. Um, and then look, AF, AFL, it is. AFL did not handle that racism issue with Adam Goods yeah. whatsoever. It was just very bad. But I bad. feel like they, they don't know how to handle it because yeah. it always direct – so automatically, right, those incidents happen. All of a sudden you go on social media, it's like, oh, you know, you should just focus on your game. You should yeah, only yeah, focus yeah. on your performance. And then it's like, oh, we should just focus on the strengths of the game. And I, I agree, right, we should be focusing on the strengths of the game. But we also need to un address the underlying issue that actually exists. We're not saying if this happens, like, oh, you know what? Just focus on your footy. Just focus on how you play. It's like, well, hold on. What about what's happening in the stands? And I'm sure the majority of people that go to the game, 100%, 100%. you know, are passionate supporters and they don't want to see that happen. Look, but then you go online, right? Sorry. And, and what yeah. happens is you go online and you've got all these adults coming on and chiming in and saying things like vile things like to it's other adults, to, to players. And for me, it's like I understand man. the impact that's going to have on the player, right? Their mental health is obviously going to be impacted, but I also want those people that are commenting online to recognize, you know what? Your kids are on social media. Yeah, your right. family's on social media. They see exactly what you're typing to these players and the disgusting comments that are directed towards them. How do you think they might approach you if they're struggling with their mental he, health? He hit the nail on the head because what's really disappointing in that last incident, it was a teenager, right? Yeah. And that tells me... It, what came out of his mouth is basically what's been fostered in the environment he's been brought his up. Parenting, his parenting, his environment. So not necessarily his parents, but his environment. He, possibly more probable, but it's the environment he's in. And just for a kid so young to come out with something like that. Yeah. You know, and again, parents are probably more responsible than anything because they could have put a yeah. stop to that. And you know, sometimes it's not the parents' fault, right? Because I there agree, is an environment. Agreed, agreed. And for me, it's not about, you know, putting, a, you know, this – 
this spotlight on that kid and destroy the kid's life. It's not about that. It's about let's highlight it. Let's get that education involved. We want to make sure that 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 person that does engage in that, it's not about just cancelling that person and just getting rid of them and they shouldn't exist. No, no. We want them to be educated. I, we want them to understand what's going on so I that they can live out, it. Yeah. yeah, reach out to that young I person. Find out what's going on for them. You know how many, I work in suicide prevention, psychology. I work with a lot of kids that have troubles, you know, a lot of issues that go on, underlying trauma, whatever it may be. And sometimes people will say things just because they say things, right? They're yeah. angry, they're frustrated. It's not to justify what they say. Absolutely not. It's not acceptable. But reach out to that young person, educate that person, you know, get that person to apologize for what they've said. Let them learn. Let it be a learning opportunity for them to become a better person. I agree. Well said. No, very, very well said. I think that's what um, Nico Hines came out and he said, and he went to some schools and was talking to them about his indigenous culture. And, you know, Latrell was, was, was verbal about what, about what had happened to him. And, and to be honest, like, I think that we should support these players, even ourselves on social media. So if you see it, just call someone and, hey, bro, shut up. Hey, you're a grown adult. There's no need for you to be saying stupid, you know, stuff yeah. like this. What, like, look at yourself in the mirror, bro. You're 30 and you're saying this dump. Like, that, those sort of fans need to be frozen out of the game completely. For, for a grown adult, oh, yeah, it's, yeah, you it's, know, it's, and still come out with vile things like that, no, regardless how much you try to educate them, they need to be permanently banned from the game, frozen out. So, Moving on, you know, perfect segue because it's happening in the NRL. Do you think the NRL is doing enough about mental health? I feel like they can be doing more. Okay. I, I really do think. Look, and, and I love where the NRL is going. Yeah. Because I, I don't believe that change happens overnight. Mm. I, I'm, I'm not a believer in that, you know. Yeah. Like, you know, you've got an organisation, the NRL, it's been around for so long, you know, just all the different formations and <laughs> whatever it was oh in the last hundred years or ARL, all that kind of stuff. But it's been around for a very long time and I feel like we're starting to head in the right direction, that it's starting to be spoken up and I feel like there is starting to be a bit more support behind the players. But I feel like, you know what, we need to take it up to the next level. I think the NRL and all other sporting organisations need to take a leadership and say, all right, what else do we need to do on the ground? Mm. What other things can we do grassroots to educate young people, to equip them, not just educate, equip them with the skills and knowledge around mental health issues because a lot of young people People are going through mental health problems, not necessarily disorders, but they have issues. Mm. And as someone who's, you know, lived with depression and anxiety for a very long time, you know, and I went through my own issues and all that kind of stuff, I can sort of look down and, you know, see, not look down, but see the young people yeah, and yeah. sort of say, I was in your shoes at one point. And I feel like I wish I just had the environment playing footy. I, I loved footy, breathed footy, you know, growing up. Where did we used to love going? We used to love going to training except for Tuesdays because fitness was on. <laughs> you know, and they used yeah, to make it. Tuesday, Tuesday was fitness day, I remember. Oh, man. And then that Thursday was, was the, the game plan. That's when you like, wanted to Chip be and there. chase, give me the ball, chip and chase. Everyone wanted to be with you, right? But think about how important that environment is for the young people. Yeah. You know, we want to make sure that coaches, trainers, and even young people are involved in learning about these things so they can support each other. Absolutely. I'm not saying you can't have a laugh. You can't, have, you can't banter about oh, footy. We've been bantering about footy our entire lives. But there's, a, I think there's a distinction between bantering and going over the top with like racist comments and bullying, you know bullying targeting. and violence think, and aggress yeah. aggression it, it doesn't need to happen but i know? think also like the nrl and i think they're starting to do some things but it's also teaching like young young footy players that are coming through the ranks how to deal with this spotlight and the pressure from media and the pressure from social media because you know you know over the last few years there's been some really sad incidents where like um under 20s players have taken their own lives and it's like well I'm not blaming the NRL. No, 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 no. I know that they are moving in the right direction, but, you know, I think that there could be more done, I think. And I do think it, we are heading in the right direction. But, it, uh, you know, wh wh where, where do you see sort of yourself fitting in that environment? Yeah, look, um, like you said, it's not to blame the NRL, whatever it is, because 
what you know is, you know, along uh, yeah, growing up, you just you saw the articles, right? And because the media can't report directly about it, yeah. Um, you oh, see so they kind of actually report. They can't say about- like it's a suicide. So wow. what you'll notice at, down the bottom, and that's got to do with sort of the principles and what kind of stuff they have to follow. Okay, but you'll after, notice it's only after a while they can. Obviously. Yeah, but immediately you just see like you know Lifeline, call Lifeline mm. if you're unwell. Um, but you're right. A lot of the young players, I want you to think about it. You've got so many NRL clubs. 17 NRL clubs, there's only 30 top positions that get selected. You've got hundreds and thousands of young people playing the game. And a lot of them are great footballers, excellent. But unfortunately, injury happens. Sometimes they don't get selected. And a lot of the younger people, they don't necessarily think about what's to come after. Um, because they're like, this is my career and I want to support my family and I can do that, right? I think they're just programmed or institutionalized to think footy is their life, basically. Yeah. They're not given um, the tools that that for like post career or as an alternate yeah, career yeah, that like for example yeah. study courses and all that. Yeah. But I think what we've seen from the NRL, um, they're very proactive on this now. Which is yeah. great. So, so a lot, good to see, man. a lot of footy players are actually doing like things like for example business courses and that. Like I, I saw recently Matt Lodge, he yeah. completed his um uh, bachelor of business degree. Yeah. That's wow. just fantastic that for someone that um I know he was in the media about maybe what was it six seven years ago, seven eight years ago. You know, and um, we all know what the incident happened overseas. I think he was only a teenager at the time, and he got a lot of negative pub, uh, publicity for something he for just one wrong move he did. Yeah. Um, ever since then, I think he's gone off, basically not touched a drop of alcohol. I think he's now married with three kids. He's just lived there very um, – Really turned his life around. Yeah, he's abstained from it's a amazing. lot of stuff. But and he's also – A doting father, yeah. And I love that, right? And I love when you see that sort of stuff. But it's also important to recognise that even though we do, do, do see those sort of things, is to not make the assumption that that young person might not also be struggling with their yeah, mental health or being. And you're right, right? I, I, I'm with you getting away from the alcohol and the drugs because we know that that really destroys people's lives, the oh, alcohol yeah. and the drugs. But sometimes they're like, oh, you know, they're doing well. They've got the kids. They've got, you know, they're married. They're doing real. They're settled down. They've got the job. And they're like, all right, they might not need help, but we sort of miss that they might be also struggling. Yeah, yeah. And the reason why I mentioned that is sort of tying back into, you know, um, you are mentioning about what else can we do? I mean, I'm doing a bit of work on the ground and I can't really say much about it. It's sort of just sort of in the early stages, but I'm, I'm working with, you know, um, you know, funding from New South Wales Health to equip as many, you know, t- youth touch points, you know, around suicide intervention. So we're going out and having these conversations and I'm happy to share the link for, for the 90 minute online starts and you can sort of have that. It's a suicide awareness, but we're also equipping coaches, trainers. We want you to be more comfortable, at, you know, to have the conversation. If a young person is struggling, we, you know, and a lot of people don't want to ask about whether it's suicide or whatever it is because we're afraid that you know, if they say yes, what do I do? <laughs> um, yeah. But if I do ask, is it going to put the idea in the head and that sort of stuff? And what we're trying to do is train as many youth touch points in, no, let's let's be more comfortable. Let's have this conversation. It's not about normalizing suicide. It's about normalizing the conversation yeah. around it yeah. so that if a young person is struggling and, you know, if a footy player is struggling, I want to I create a society or an environment where a footy player isn't going to be afraid to say, I've, I'm, I'm struggling right now. I need support. I feel like there's nothing wrong with that at all. I feel like there's, it takes, I think it takes so much strengths. You know, it's not weakness. It's a strength. Definitely you know, to be able it's to a strength to, to, to deal with it in silence because it's tough, yeah. but it's also requires a lot of strength to say, I have, struggling. I'm struggling. And, and, and I think we should be putting things in place where if a player is struggling, encourage them, encourage them. You know what, you know, your career is not impacted. 
You know, yeah. let's get you some time off. Yeah, I agree. 100%. Let's get you the support that you need. Yes. Let's not make a fuss about it. Yes, oh, let's, right. let's plaster the news about what's going on here. But let's get them the support that they need. Yeah, and that's yeah. what I think what's important. So there's a lot of things that we can be doing to sort of improve the mental well-being of players, but also young people growing up in the sports and the grassroots as well. And I think it's, uh, that's yeah. um, that makes a lot of sense. What was that link you were saying that you could put, that you can uh, – yeah, so if you go online and type in like, um, no, it's called Living Work Starts. Yeah. It's an online program. It's funded by New South Wales Health. It's 90 minutes. It's interactive. Um, and it's, so anybody can jump online and it's interactive, meaning you ask the question around suicide, you, you text message, but it's really just to get you aware of the topic, you know, what some, what, what might be happening for someone yeah. um, and how to approach it. Because that's a big thing. We're afraid to have this conversation around this. Because you just don't know how to approach it. We don't it. know how to, but we don't realize like, hold on, by not having this conversation, people are struggling in yeah. silence and we want to change that. So what I'll do is everyone, I'll have that link in the description down below and I'll ask Tarek that when you can talk more about some of the initiatives that you're running, I would love to have you back on yeah, to speak about to. it a lot more because I think, you know, we love rugby league and we sort of, you know, as part of this rugby league community, I think if, if we can just help even one person through a podcast, listening to us, help someone else, then I think, you know, that's good enough on its own. Yeah. So um, I'll have that link in below. Um, and uh, we'll sort of work throughout, you know, throughout the weeks with a little bit more mental health stuff, just so that we can all sort of share those, share in those discussions and spread the awareness. Yeah, Thank you so much for talking about that, Tarek. No really appreciate it. Um, I actually have one more question, which reverts, which refers to mental health. Um, so Paul Green coached the Cowboys to a grand final. Unfortunately, um, you know, he, uh, he, you know, he, he passed away uh, last year. Um, when you heard about that. Did that hit you hard knowing it was sort of, even though he's not someone that you knew personally, but he was the coach of your team. Did that hit you hard? Honestly, I was devastated because I didn't know how to respond. Even though I work in this space, like I'm on the ground all the time. I teach suicide intervention. Like I have these conversations with all communities across the, you know, across the state and, you know, eventually around the country and maybe around the world. But when I found out that, you know, about Paul Green, I was devastated. Like I, I was in shock. Um, what we do know that for every person that takes their life, like something like 150 people are impacted by it, you know? So even though sometimes, and when, when you go to like sort of indigenous communities or other communities that are more collective, that number is much higher, even remote communities because people know each other. So just when I found out that Paul Green, you know, that happened, I was devastated. Because I was devastated and I didn't even support the count. 2015, yeah. that grand final, honestly – you remember it yeah, at my house? Yeah, <laughs> you know? celebrated. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, it was what one of great moments. It was one of the cowboy supporter or not. You, you should, I've got a video. I'd love to share it. You know. Actually, would you be willing to share I'm that? I'm happy to share it. Like you just see the moment when Kyle felt scored that try in the 80th minute. I was losing it, and, and I was. And you want the truth? In 2015, I was at a very low point in my life. Like I'll be honest with you, like it was a tough time in my life. The depression and anxiety. So just to give you an idea, I was I was so ecstatic. For the Cowboys to come up, like I was buzzing, I was awake. You know, I remember we started. <laughs> we already had like thirty kilos of meat. Yeah, wow. we sparked up the barbie again and just started throwing more things on because we were so excited. Even we the three a.m. Yeah, we worked the next morning and no one cared. Even, no, it would have been a long weekend. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, weekend. and and the boys Maybe that weren't even you know, I mean, was every, everyone was there? You know. The non-Bulldogs, non-Cowboy supporters were so excited about that grand final. So, yeah, when I found out, I was, I was I was broken. Like, for a week, I'm just sort of thinking about it. And 
And I'm like, is this a reality? Like, is this the truth? Because that's an important part of my life. Like, you know, watching the Cowboys yeah. in the ground final. And Paul Green was at the center of that's that. Right, you yeah. know, to, and for, for, you know, to learn about that, it was it was hard. And understandable, like, you just see the ripple effect. You can ask anyone that was close to him. I'm not close to Paul Green. I was a Cowboys supporter, diehard supporter, and it impacted me like that. So just imagine what it might have done uh, to the family and friends and people close to them, you know? And it would have impacted the whole community because he was a player beforehand as well. I mean, yeah, player. He played coach. for Cronulla. He played for the Roosters. He was uh, one of my favorite sons down at Cronulla in the 90s. Yeah. Um, he, was, he played for Queensland as well. Yeah. yeah he played with flair as well. So, yeah. um, so <laughs> I have to bring this up because we mentioned the 2015 grand final a lot. How long do you think it took Ben Hunt to get over dropping the ball in the grand final? The moment he left the Broncos. You know, even I think it was last year, year before, I think uh, in the in the paper in the articles, um, I think his wife and him were still discussing about that drop ball incident. I don't think he's over it. I think he might have just gotten over it, or but they were still copying flack years after. Oh, that's ridiculous, man! Years after, like if you if you search, I think it was last year, the year before. Um, he was still copying flack over that drop ball, and him and his wife were speaking about it together. I think it was yeah. in the Sydney Morning Herald, or wow. but yeah, still but going again years after. You've got supporters that come <clears throat> on online and still like publicly shame him for what happened in 2015. Don't get me wrong, as a Cowboys supporter, I'm so happy that happened. But right? that was in the context of the game, on the game, you know, now he's one of the best Dragons players, he's one of the best Queensland players. He's like, he is the Dragons without him, no, the Dragons score zero. I think he's the only first grader there. <laughs> but so honestly, dragon player, you know, feel good. I, I, cuts out the S. So yeah, <laughs> dragon player. I actually think that he's one of the best players in the game. Like, I agree. At the moment, I, I think he's worth every dollar. Like yeah. for what he does to the Dragons, what he did in, in Origin, you know, like he's such a good player. And for him to go five years later, and people are still going on about yeah, it, he's like stupid, you know, he's also got an effect off the field. So he's yeah. commercially and marketing wise, he's, yeah. he's very, very. Very effective, I find, for the game, for, the, for that club around, as well. Yeah. Never had a bad uh, story about him, never done anything stupid, has supported every coach that he's had at the Dragons, uh, has stood by all his he's teammates. He's drama-free, yeah. He's, he's just, yeah, look. Uh, he's I a leader. Like, he's uh, definitely a leader. leader. He's definitely a leader. Both, both, yeah. both uh, for his club and his state. Absolutely, he's, yeah. He's excellent. And um, I think, you know, uh, let's hope he doesn't play for Queensland this year, but I think he will. <laughs> um, all right, so... Thank you so much for um, talking to us about mental health. I think that was excellent and such a refreshing discussion to have, and I'm so glad we've had it. That was, a, yeah, that was very insightful. Yeah, was I excellent. mean, that, if everyone's watching, that's a that's a must watch. And and hopefully we can Tarek will agree to come back on, um, you know, regularly so that we can continue to talk about these topics and help raise as much awareness as we can. Yeah. And Talk about how the doggies are going to beat the Cowboys this week. Come on. <laughs> Cow look, Cowboys by 12, all right? <laughs> well, hang on, before we get into that, there's a few big things that happened last week or over the last week um, in Rugby League. So first, before we get into it, oh, I have a bone to pick with the bunker. I knew it was coming. It's coming. The bunker <laughs> is... What is going on with the bunker? I, like, I, I want to understand, are the refs, like, you're in the bunker, you've got, like, 17 screens, you've got all the time in the world, you can use as many replays as you want, you still get decisions wrong. Are your eyes painted on, like, are you, we could put monkeys in there and probably get better decisions. What is wrong with you guys? Honestly, I'm so sick, like, we have such a good, good uh, competition and then the bunker, like, there must have been six or seven really horrible calls that happened over the weekend. Honestly, it just, it, it's, it's, you know, how many um, people are in the bunker now? You know, like, is, this, is it back to one? Because I know there was changes. No, that happened. one again. Because they went one. one and then so, you went two and then opinion. one. No, just one monkey is enough. Just have one physical monkey. Get a monkey from Taronga Zoo, put him in there, and I guarantee you he'll give you a better result than the, the people we've got in the bunker right now. 
it, it's tough, right? Because a lot of the decisions that were made, you know, you gotta understand the interpretation around. You're gonna hate me for this, but I find it's the redheads that lose it completely. Right? <laughs> you know what? Fatty, fatty would exactly say what this guy God, it's like fair dinkum. Are there are there eyes painted on? Even Gus Good, because he's yeah. really a redhead as well. Same Bro, tell me, tell me, for like, for ten years, a player that that runs inside. A supporting player or a, a supporting player knocks over a defending player. That is a, a penalty against the offensive team 100% of the time for the last 10 years. Look. But with Sean Johnson and the Warriors, that's not a penalty. It doesn't make sense to me. Well, we, 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 no one disagrees with you. I think Phil went out on the record and didn't disagree with what you're saying. Now, he's just saying, um, you know, the way they've – exactly what you said. The way they've interpreted it for the last 10 years, that's a that's a shepherd. Bro, where's the consistency? Yeah. Why you know, one whether, week this way and the one week the other way? It doesn't make sense. Like, how that, are we as fans he, supposed yeah. to understand how our team is going to play? How are the coaches supposed to understand? How are the Big players breath. supposed to understand? Big breath. Big breath. No, it's <laughs> – bro, I've had it with the bunker, honestly. <laughs> you know, Manly and the – like, that Manly game – That game was in the balance. I can understand where he was coming Manly from. Manly should have won that game. That was a against try. Yeah, yeah, against the Rabbitohs. Look – I, I hate Manly. So Manly losing is not a bad thing, but it's not fair. Like, I don't want to see teams lose unfairly. Yeah, it's right. just not, it just ruins the you game. It has to be fair, right? Uh, yeah, it has possible. to be fair. El- Elmo has a meltdown. Honestly, the bunker, it's, it just gets to a point where you think to yourself, all right, when are they going to get this right? They've spent all this money on the bunker. They, you know, they went two refs, one ref, two refs. I've got a solution. I've got the best of the You know what you do? You just install a button at the stadium for all the fans and then they can have like a vote. Try, no try. And the majority, it goes with the majority. Every time, I'll tell you why they won't work for Roosters games because they'll have none of their fans there. So they'll easily get outvoted. It's not going to happen. No try. It won't happen. But you're right. I think I think the NRL needs to do a couple of things about the rules. Like They need to be a bit clearer. But you're right. You know, for 10 years, they're ruling in a certain way. And you know what? It's happened quite a bit in the last few years as well where they've pulled a lot of those like, oh, no, it's try. It's like, hold on. But the last la- week that wasn't. Not even the last week. It's like Super Saturday. I just watched <laughs> the, game wasn't the a 3 try. o'clock game and that was a try. <laughs> <laughs> it's a 5.30 game now and it's he, like 7.30. And like, like hold on. <laughs> you know what's funny? The same day after Marnie got, um, you know, that Marnie was. Shepherded. Uh, yeah. He, look, uh, whether he got there or not, Oh, it's irrelevant, it's irrelevant because the way they've interpreted it. Defender was impacted by the support players. That's keep it, I think it should be keep stay like that. But then it's funny, the late game on Sunday, and honestly, look, not making excuses, they did get blown off the park, um, but McInnes runs. What was the score, sorry? 40, see, I lost count. 40 to eight. You know? <laughs> I, think I lost count. Yeah, you, you know? turned it off by that point. You're like, nah. <laughs> to, to my credit, I didn't tip him, but I didn't tip the margin that much. But anyway, McInnes <laughs> yeah. um, runs past the ball. Goes, and into the player, it doesn't. His eyes may have been on the ball at the start, but then he runs past the ball into the St George fullback that's contesting the ball, and McInnes doesn't even leave the ground and cannons into the player. Yeah, somehow it's play on. It's a try. No, that's and a I think no that's try. when Cronulla took the lead. Any other week, like that's. And you're credit to the commentators on Fox. They said that's a no try. Yeah. Even about the Sean Johnson try, they said that's a no try every day of the week. Yeah. yeah. So commentators can see it. Fans can see it. I'm sure players can see it, but it's the refs that want to understand the game in their own way. And then, like, for example, even the, the Viliami kick-out um, strip, right? They said he was playing at the hand, not at the ball. But 
the thing is, the bunker didn't look at all available angles. They didn't look at that the that, that the re angle that shows that he actually did strip the ball. Yeah. If that was a try, if that was awarded the try, oh, we right. still had yeah. half an hour to be able to play at that scoreline and sort of direct our our yeah. game towards winning from that scoreline. But it's like, how are you missing these things? Like they're very simple misses that are happening and. At some point, someone has to be accountable. It's not like, because if you think about it, right, this is the tightest competition ever. So that means that even a try, even if it's not points, like winning points, just a try can make the difference in points difference from being in the eight or not being in the eight. Right. So they need to get these things right. And I know refs, are, refs on the field when they make mistakes, I don't complain. You know why? Because it's in the heat of the moment. They make the mistake, they own it, move on. It happens in footy. But when the bunker makes that mistake, that's like, that's unacceptable because you're there to be the last line of defense from making those mistakes. Yeah. And the thing is, you can't do a captain's challenge on a try like that, yes, right? Yeah. You can't you can't challenge that stuff. How so it's you like, challenge a bunker that just you know, Yeah, exactly. Like, what are you supposed to challenge? In previous podcasts, we, we touched on it. Why don't we have an NFL style challenge? I know we said that uh, it's time constraints, but this bunker does take forever. Exactly. I think in the NFL, they have a time limit. They I think do. it's a one minute. Do. Yeah, so yeah, why do. don't they implement the same, same thing, thing with like the NRL? NBA. Yeah, You've yeah. got like a certain limit where they can watch the play and make a decision. I think the same thing, like challenge the bunker on their call. Send your assistant coach down and they can have one educator stand in the middle and whether overturn the decision or not because – I yeah. think it's definitely something that NRL needs to. They look need to into. look at it, yeah. Because but it shouldn't be that complicated, right? I, look, I, I, I don't know if it needs to go that far. Look, like uh, some of the decisions we've seen, they make it complicated. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's the problem. Yeah. Our game, honestly, rugby league is not a complicated, not complicated game. But I feel like the bunker makes it complicated. Like, what are we paying two million dollars a year for? Honestly, if the bunker's going to stuff up, get rid of it. Put those two million dollars into grassroots, grassroots or mental health, and just be done with it. And let the let the refs on the field make the mistakes, and I'll live with those mistakes. Yeah. Because the refs making them, and honestly, I think the refs this year, by by and large, by and large, have been okay. I think yeah. better than most other seasons. I think there were a couple of years where they were really terrible in terms of decision. But I, I, no, like was you're that right. the, when they had the dual refs. Yeah, that sounds. You had a, a different opinion that one. on each yeah. side. Oh, was, but then also the, the Todd Greenberg when he came out and he said he wants a crackdown. I think it was 2021 when he wanted the crackdown on um, on certain tackles, and they started and they were giving away like 30 penalties a Just game. Overkill. Was that I the remember that. Yeah, yeah, that, that was, was the been, first six rounds or four rounds, and then you went from having 30 um, penalties a game, and then it just decreased to 10 out. Yeah, no because way. now the refs are like, this is ridiculous, slowing that. Like, it's yeah. it was nitpicking. I think we're going in the right direction. Were there like that year? That was one of the oh. That was you know what that is? That's the passion. That's the fire. I mean, but it's the energy. It's the energy. I'm worrying, Finn. That's how, what's going to happen to Canterbury season. Oh, what a big call! So, what was the score, uh, Dibo? Your score was. Um, a loss is a loss. Whether it's, whether it's, nah, six, nah, whether sorry, it's 16, bro. 14 nah, or 48. Nah, I disagree. I disagree. 48 is a lot worse. Um, other big things, um, and we'll sort of shoot through these. The Eels want to buy a new fullback with X Factor. Hold on, hold on. Let's stop you for a moment. Yeah. What do you mean they want to buy a new fullback? Bro. Like what's happening with, with Gutho? Gutho saved a, try, a certain try on the weekend. I thought, I thought he's been their best forward. so far. He's one of the best players they've had for years. Yeah, I agree. Like he's, he's like – it does weird celebrations. Can I ask if you, if they're gonna get a fullback, where does Gutho play? Center. No, it doesn't work. No, that's what I mean. Like, it do you remember? Make sense. Do you remember Kurt Capewell made it made him into a speed bump in the state of origin? Yeah, 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 yeah. Personally, I reckon Gutho was the reason we lost that injury uh, that series. Nah. Somehow Fitler put him in the centers. It's and was Fitler that managed to lose that. Not Gutho. Gutho just kept getting towweled over. Like, because it's the chemistry, it's not right? A it's about how you put your team together, and yeah, he's not a center. And I think Gutho is incredible at fullback. I and his, I think week in week out, he gives his heart into the for the other. He's such a great support player. He's a very good support player. He's 
supports Mitchell Moses and Dylan Brown excellently. He's always there in the right position. Like, what are the Eels thinking? Like, you 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 re-signed Moses for God knows how much. I think for way too much, and now you want to weaken the most consistent position that you've had. What are you thinking? Leave Gutho alone. Yeah. You want to get an impact player, put him on your bench. You don't go out and tell your best player, your captain, or oh, we may replace you with an X Factor. What are you doing? I, can I, <laughs> well, that's what I mean. Can I say Dylan Brown wins his contract and run up, run out? Uh, I'm not sure. Is it end of next season, I think? I, I, know, think, I think that's what it is. I think maybe they're resigned to losing Dylan Brown to, I've heard rumblings before to the Warriors. Maybe Gutho's going to the 5-8th position because let's face it, Gutho can play in the halves. He can, yeah. There, look, who are they going to get for fullback? I was, but mentally, like, imagine you're Gutho, right? And they're telling you, we're going to put you in the five. We're going to get an X-Factor fullback. Uh, look, like, I don't think Gutho would You're not mind. good enough. You're like, not good yeah, enough for like, fullback. It's hard, right? Yeah. And hey, I look, think you're right. I think Dylan Brown will leave. Uh, maybe they'll throw. I hope not. I, I, I love Dylan Brown at the Eels because he came up at the Eels. He's played some, like he's become, he's gone from playing, being a player that plays maybe 40 to 50 good minutes a game to being an 80 minute 5-8 yeah. that links well. I mean, he's missing Isaiah Papali'i this year. You can tell yeah. on that right edge, he's missing Isaiah Papali'i. But I still think he'll warm into that with um, with with Ryan Madison coming back yeah, and, yeah. and then Sean Lane coming back. But look, at the end of the day, Gutho is Gutho. I, like, I don't like the Eels. I hate the Eels. But, <laughs> you know, if we're fair, Gutho was a great player. And for the management to come out and act the way they are, it, honestly, for me, it's like, you guys have no idea. But look, that, that, look, I just they might have a game plan. Like I said, maybe dual bags is off to Warriors. Nah, possibly Gutho in the 5'8". You got Roger Torvasa that possibly they might go oh, for they, him. Apparently they ruled him out. Or, He's ruled out coming look, back to the NRL. Nah, look, rugby. Yeah, he's apparently looking at that. You're yeah. right there. Or you can possibly – there's a St. Helens fullback. Yeah. He's brilliant. He's, he's in his early 20s. Mm. What's um, his name? I thought it was Jack Wellesley, but it might be no, something else. I think, think Wellesley might be the 5'8 yeah, or something. yeah, yeah. But that fullback is in his early twenties. I think he's now on three premierships in a row and a World Club Challenge. Coming to, to the NRL, would they perform? And that's been a big thing for um, Look, Super League I, players. I, I saw him in the World Cup. He was great. I saw him against Penrith at Penrith Stadium. Yeah. Um, again, he's but more than up game, to it. Right? It's one. That's yeah, one he's game. more than a lot up of to it. a lot of Super League players come to the NRL and they just don't perform. Whatever it may be, right? It could be it could be the, I, the environment, the style of play. Yeah. They're great in the Super League. But I just don't know if they're going to do as well. I think I think they've got a few players that can cut it. And I saw that St. Helens side. They got their halves. Yeah, they can cut it. They got a center. They got the fullback. They got a few forwards. They, they'll they'll more than compete week in week out. I think I think there's a generation of England players coming through. That's awesome. Uh, I think that's enough about the Eels. <laughs> <laughs> but the Eels have made some questionable decisions in the last. You know, well, I mean, Ryan Madison decided to miss three weeks. Um, and not pay $4,000. I will never, ever Apparently, now, somehow, he's found voice about six months later. He thought the trials got included. Oh, <laughs> come on. He's trying to save face because he knows what he did was silly. Look, yeah. he, you know what? He's uh, a great player. That's the thing. He's such a good player. And, and while I don't think he would have saved the Eels from losing the first three, I think he would have had a big big impact because Sean Lane was out. You know he did you proud on against Penrith. I, I agree. He's defensively, was everywhere. He was and excellent. And, and, no, and you know, good on him. And that's why I was like, how does such a good player make such a daft decision? Like that, that for me, like how does how do the Eels management let him make such a bad decision? Like, well, that's enough on the Eels. Let's not talk about the Eels anymore. <laughs> Sabolt caught on the piss and a sleep in Maccas. Just let, them, let, let, let him leave, leave guys. Man. He's let come back. Leave. He's doing a great job at Manly. He's he's doing well. Just guys, honestly, it's funny, and I wish him all the best. He was caught asleep on the piss. 
Look, I've never done that. I don't think any of you guys have ever done that. But people that drink and get on the piss, it happens. He didn't Leave him the hell alone. That, that was very disappointing. Look, yeah. do you remember when he was at Southson in Brisbane? Remember the media ran a campaign against oh, him? He, look, I, I still the media's, that. media's I a big reason how they, for the mental They health. got rid of him because they flipped him with Wayne Bennett at yeah, the time, yeah. right? I'm like, but, but why did you get – he was doing so well at the Rabbitohs. Oh. I, I, I don't know. He look, was excellent at the Rabbitohs. Um, Brisbane gave him a good deal. Um, he couldn't. Resist. Yeah, but why? Why did the Brisbane media treat him? Why did the Courier Mail and all that? It was just the media. It was just about. It was the news corp. I have a feeling there was like a political, like there was a political agenda about getting rid of him because of Wayne. I don't know, but I I, look. I wish Seibold all the best. He's done well so far, and let the bloke. Get on the piss and <laughs> he wants to get on the piss and sleep at we don't, we, we, we don't condone this. We don't condone the alcohol, but if that's what he wants to do, let him enjoy. It. Let like Carwright was there; he was watching over him. And, and, and the other thing is, like one of the media outlets was like, "Oh, you know, a manly coach disgraces club." What the hell are you talking about? So like he went and came out and said he got furniture from Bunnings, like the previous coach. <laughs> I don't get it. It's that's what you you hit the nail on the head. It's all politics. If you got mates in the media. They'll, they'll make you either look good or if you have no mates, look, they'll make you, make or, you look good. Or bad. do you think it's just – I just think they just they, they don't always necessarily have something to to report on. Yeah, so they'll so, take something so and it's like, you know, and like why why are you reporting that disgrace? I look at them like, oh, it's, it's, it's pretty funny. funny. It's funny. Yeah, I find it funny. They had a good night. Maybe, you know, did, has, you know have you, has anybody checked in on him to see if yeah, he's all right? Yeah. Like, you know. But I mean, why? two days later, he was on 100% footy commentating and he was as sharp as ever. Oh, he was. But, how good was he? He's always he good. He could host the show. He's a very good He's a very good speaker. He knows the game well. He's back at Manly um, uh, uh, coaching. Fucking give the guy a chance. <laughs> like, honestly, I'm so – like, it just gets to me sometimes where you just don't want to – like, this guy has deserved his chance. He was going to give the game up and then he had a chat with Phil Gould and he went back and he took the opportunity. Good we, on him. We don't condone coarse language. Yeah. We'll cut that one out. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> um, and breaking news, uh, Jack Wyden is saying he wants to go to the market, doesn't want to re-sign with the Raiders, and he's saying uh, he might. he's speaking to the Dolphins. I don't blame him. I, I honestly don't. I, 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 think- I, I encourage players to go, you know, challenge themselves, look for greener pastures or, you know, just, you know, sit in the same system. You know, same thing with yeah. coaches. Yeah, yeah. You know? I feel like the Raiders are, like, really stagnant. That's the way I see it is, you know, Ricky's been at the helm for a while. Oh, yeah. I've actually now just ruled him out of my, I had him yeah. in the start. I just, the I think they, they peaked against the Roosters that, that year. They and I feel perfect. like it's like, look, it's, I think it's time for maybe a bit of a change. Yeah, yeah. And I, yeah, you know what? I think you should go on the market, see what else is out there for him, you know? I, I just feel like the Raiders are sort of not over that 2019 grand final loss. And I think Ricky, like, <laughs> Ricky's a funny guy. Like, you know, he's a legend of the game. He, he's, a, he's a, yeah, he, he, he had some success as a coach. And I, I just don't know if he's still at the same level of some of those elite coaches. I just don't, I, look, I, I could be wrong. Cause I do think that, that the Raiders do have a good team, but like for them to go to the, against the Knights to have eight of their best players out and to lose, that's unacceptable. Like, that could be complacency as well. Like, you know, when you're stuck in the same thing over and over, you've got the same structure, the same team. And I feel like Ricky might do well by going somewhere else. They need and to be reinvigorated. Sort of restart. Yeah, that's right. That's what I think, needs, I think the happen. Eels need to swap with the Raiders. <laughs> Brad Arthur going to the Raiders. No more about the Eels. Ricky had his turn at Parramatta. We know how that Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. Everyone's had their turn at Parramatta. <laughs> 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 but no, honestly, I, I highly encourage like players to you know, go out, see what's on the market. I, I think I'm with you in terms of like the younger ones, you know, making sure that they keep their juniors and take care of them. Yeah. But ultimately, like you got to think about the player, right? Yeah. How long are they playing the NRL for? 12, 
13, 15 years, 15 years. If, they're, if they're lucky. And then it's like, we're going to set themselves up as yeah, well. You're going to take I care agree. of yourself, I your family, agree. and go out. And, and sometimes you just need to change. Yeah, change And it could be, you know, it's not just always about the money. And that's a big thing. I get it. People, you know, want more money, but I don't think it's always about the money. Sometimes I need a change of environment. I need to get out of where I'm in. I need to start a new life somewhere else, meet new people. I can still be friends with where I was. Yeah, of course. But it's I just, visible. I need to change. I mean, who would I want to be coached on the Wayne Bennett? Look what he's done Amazing. with the Dolphins. Like, uh, no, like, I, the insight just gave. Perfect. Yeah. You know. Wayne Bennett, the Dolphins, can I just say, I, I didn't tip him to be in the eight. Me either. Because oh, they didn't have any, yeah. like, X factor, like, major signing. Like, Fado, the Hammer, I was devastated. Yeah, they had a the balanced roster. Had a, that's what it is. Had a balanced roster. And you know what? I think Wayne Bennett knows how to get the best out of a team. He's, is, he's just, he's, well, we were talking about how great Phil Good is as an administrator in rugby league. Uh, to be honest, I think that Wayne Bennett will go down as the Alex Ferguson of rugby league. Like, he is I, just. He definitely is. He's the Alex Ferguson. Or Craig Bellamy. Oh. No. no I, <laughs> see, Wayne Bennett has gone now. To, this is his fourth that's, club, that's right, yeah. right? And three yeah. clubs, he's taken them to a grand final. And he took the Dragons to a grand final. He literally performed miracles. He parted the Rugby League C uh, uh, to you're, make. You're the, a Dragons board, aren't you? That was one of the most boring. They won uh, being, uh, scoring 16 uh, points a game. Defense. That was the average. Yeah, it's one of the and, and, you, know you know what? Canterbury, uh, I'll tell you what I was noticed with Canterbury this year. Um, their defence, they haven't really leaked points besides that first game, and it was just a one and soft, but they've really got their defence together, yeah. and the attack will come. Defence wins yeah. your games. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, so... Then, uh, very quickly, so Ali signs a massive $1.6 million contract with rugby. I think we all saw it coming and good on him. Good on him. Um, but why, what was it the Roosters were trying to sign who they were keeping Manu? Look, you got to Is that what it is? No, or just, no look, Tedesco, you got to So they re signed yeah. Tedesco for until I think it's signed now until 2025. But I think, honestly, I don't think Suwali would have stayed in rugby league anyway. Suwali. So, yeah. Yeah. Because 1.6 million, like he's making $5 million over three years. He'll go play in the World Cup and then he'll, he'll come, come back, back if you want. Look, and he'll only be 26. I yeah. think if the Roosters really wanted him, they could have kept him. Yeah. Honestly. They worked hard. I think, look, they got Manu there. They've got a few other players. Um, well, the salary cap's about 30 million anyway, so. <laughs> they, got, they, got, they didn't have a salary cap. That was sombrero. <laughs> look, if they wanted they could have kept him. Um, yeah, brown, hey, look, brown paper bags. Look, this, look I'm <laughs> no, saying, I'm look, he's a good player. Oh, he's great. He's a great player, but I think the Roosters thought that, look, we can always source is players. Is he 1.6 million great though? Like Now? Not yet. Not yet. you got to like, you got to work your way there. Yeah. That's what I think. I think, can he, is, is he going to be worth that? Absolutely. I think he will. He's only, what, 20, 21 or something yeah, like that? Yeah, something like 20, so, I think. Yeah, he's still young. Yeah. So I, I think definitely he's going to be there. He's going to be He'll up there. He'll come back as well. But Tedesco's like, <laughs> Would you replace Tedesco with Suwali? I think Tedesco's I don't think so. One, two, with with the fullback yeah. these days, um, you got to have a ball playing element to your repertoire. But is, Su- is Suwali a ball player? I think he's more of a runner. Yeah, he's more of a runner. He, 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 he'd suit more like an NFL, you know, receiver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kick returner or something San Francisco. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bro, who knows? Some, they've got dreams these days. Jane has. Jane, you know, Jane, I, Jane I, I still think Suwali in the centres is his best position. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean. You really got to have in your repertoire these days. That's right. But, but look, good on you, Swali. Wish you all the best in rugby and we hope to see you back at the end. Oh, I, I love Absolutely. watching him play. He puts the hits on. I mean, I, th- I just think the Roosters thought, you know, we can get players of similar ability um, for much less. So they just let him go. Yeah. They could have kept him if they wanted. And he was originally from Rugby Union, wasn't he? He was. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And they offered him like a really small contract at the time. And now they're the paying Rabbitos like- came in and then the rest <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, But look, he, you know, if you get the opportunity, let's be honest, like even in whatever field you're at, if, if you get offered, you know, a lot more money to play even, you know, oh, yeah. to do less than what you're doing. like. Right. And Rugby Union's 
played more internationally than league. Yeah, exactly. So, and they can go to Japan for 16 weeks. Uh, they get know, a million. A season. Team, yeah. They get like a million, one he'll, point he'll, something million. I think this will probably end up happening after his next contract expires with the Wallabies. If they don't top him over, they'll probably still pay him a, a decent salary and then allow him in the off-season to play in Japan. Yeah, why not? <laughs> uh, Woods swapped. Uh, for Viliami, Fafita, and Alec Tuitavaki that's, uh, that's with like, Manny Seagulls. You know what that is? That's like uh, uh, swapping your Datsun or your Nissan Bluebird yeah. for, for a Porsche or something. Two. Porsche. Two. two. <laughs> you know? That's what, what it felt what, what like. What was it? Why? Uh, so Aaron Woods um, I has think, gone to Manly. No, but I mean, no, what, I think the what Black, was? I think the Blacktown needed more experience. Not is that mainly. what it is? <laughs> <laughs> is that what it is? Is it experience? Because Woods had lots of experience in the NRL, but yeah, I don't I mean, know. He, he hasn't played a game for the Dragons, and you know they got built it on, against the Broncos and built it again. So yeah. it's probably a change he needed as well. So yeah, I, I think yeah. I think I think it's a change that I think for Fair Manly confirmed that he was going to play first grade this year. So I think it's a good coup for the Dragons. Yeah. I, I think they've given him a three year deal, and Tua Tavaki, the other fillers, on a development contract for. Do you do? No, I'm great. They've got potential on them, so it'll be good because you know the dragons can't seem to attract anyone. So no, you're not wrong there. You're spot Even on. Moses Suwali said Suli, yeah. No, uh, I think uh, Suli. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah Suli. And everyone's bagging him out, but yeah, continue. Sorry, he said that he actually didn't even want to come to the dragons. He wanted to stay at Manly. And everyone's bagging him out like he said something wrong, but they're just missing what he actually means. I think Mario Tatak came out and actually explained it further, but Suli's right. Dragons are a club that. Don't seem to attract players. Yeah. And it's been like that for a while. Is it, what is it, the culture? Do you think it's the culture at the club? What, what do just, you think it is? It's not the culture. It's just the personnel you have there. I think the Dragons actually haven't been able to attract someone for probably 40 or 50 I, I years. It's no joke. It's the instability in the coach, but then it's it's always the warring factions between Illawarra but and St. George. If you, if you mm. go back before that, even when they were, um, uh, they weren't, uh, they were separate entities, um, I know St. George has a rich history, but they probably had, didn't really attract anyone for the last 40 years. Yeah, but how good is their junior base? Illawarra is a better junior base. If you're referring to St. George, no, Illawarra is a stronger junior right. base. You know, St. George got a for for the for what they got at their disposal, they probably punch above their weight. Yeah, yeah. Mm. You know, but Illawarra is where their, their their strength is. But again, saying they're not the front runners, there's yeah. other strong junior bases as well out there. That's right. So on that, they've given apparently Hook has six games to keep his position for the year, which he has to reapply for at the end of the year. If I was Hook, I'd walk out. Honestly, yeah. like, what's but the why would you? And like, who why would you, you reach out to? There's Haslam. There's Haslam, Shane Flanagan. I think that they come with a unique style. I think that Des, Des can actually develop a DNA, but even Shane Flanagan can. And I think one of the problems with the Dragons is I think they've lost what they or who they are as a team. They need to build that up. You think so? Yeah, I, I, would, I would go what he said. I probably favour Des, but can I say? Um, or go for Jason Riles. I was about to say if Jason Riles really wants the job, give it to him because Craig Fitzgibbon um, at Cronulla. You know, what does everyone think? Job. You still think you need uh, guys in their 60s or late 50s no. coaching? You know, yeah, they're still there, but there's the guy that's in his late 30s or early 40s, you know, knocking on the door. They want that go. Yeah. You and know? Jason Riles worked under Bellamy for many years, worked under He's Trent done his Robinson, apprenticeship. Worked in, and, and to be honest. And he's increased his average. Think average. He's I think he is. Yeah. He's more than rich. And I think the style of the game has changed. Absolutely. So there's nothing against the, the coaches that, you know, like I was mentioning before and, with and Desi, I re- right? Yeah. I think Desi's one, one, again, going down as one of the greats. I reckon Ford's, coaches. Do, I reckon Ford's make better coaches. That's yeah. just my personal and, opinion. And, you know, like just the style of play, it becomes a bit predictable because the style of the game is changing. And it it's it's quick. Evolve, it's yeah. a lot quicker now than what it was 20, 30 years ago. And, 
you're right, maybe it's time for a new young coach. Like Craig Fitzgibbon, what's he doing at the Sharks? Freak, Amazing. Like, and he attracted players yes. straight away. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but, I mean, Craig Fitzgibbon been under Trent Robinson for what? And Fitz, but Fitzy always had that the people skills. Even yeah, when he was agreed, a player, agreed, he was, he was well-liked by the media and, and, and other players. He, he just had that people's yeah. management and skills. And, look, even – I know it's early days for Cameron Seraldo, but I think even the shift in – the thinking of the Bulldogs players, like we've lost two games. One, we got blown out of the park and that was just, we weren't ready, right? I wouldn't say he's got blown out of the park. He's in up to half time. It, it was just, a bad, it was it a bad was just result. Bad result, bad right? Result, yeah. But we lost to the Warriors by two points and there was a decision that was a poor call. But we like, all right, but we lost, but we were in it and we didn't yeah. even play a 50%. Game, a game you let go. Compared to the last couple of years, Com- <laughs> the last couple of years where we, we, we weren't able to score points, we weren't able to defend, we weren't able to do anything. Um, and, and the new age of coaches and even at, at Todd Payton, like you can't forget, Todd Payton is an incredible coach. And sure, the past few weeks haven't been great. The first few weeks for the Cowboys, Look, but make no mistake, they'll be there at the end of the year. They're still winning without play, playing great. That's a that's a worrying mm-hmm. sign for other teams. They're oh, winning absolutely. without playing great. And and Same thing. Look, Penrith, I know, what are they, one and two? Yeah. But And the other two, they lost narrowly, but they haven't even hit their straps. Absolutely. And, and if they, they lost, hit their straps, they lost like the Cowboys. Right, like you've lost two of the best, like in their positions, they were probably the best in the game. Arpi and Kikau, like they were incredible. And to lose them and to still be, you know, somewhat competing, man. Those sides are going to hit their straps. They will. They will. It's early days, like you said. It is. And even with the dogs. It's worrying when they're going to hit their straps. Uh, Unless we get a close competition. I have to mention, like the Warriors, I am so impressed and proud of the Warriors. I really, really hope the Warriors keep going, even if it means that the you know, that that they're competing with the dogs, for example, it's, at the end of the season. It's, it's a eight. win-win. I want to see them make the eight. Absolutely, yeah. It's I a win-win for the whole NRL. I, f- I love the Warriors. The NRL should do more to support the Warriors. I do think that 2024, if things can go right, they should have 80 or 90% of their games in New Zealand. I don't care. Make it happen. They deserve it. They are the stone that literally kept the NRL running for two years. They I'm so proud of and the Warriors. From their families, you know, they're, 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 they're close people around them and I staying in hotels. And more than, just almost as much as I want the doggies to do yeah. well, I want the Warriors to do well. And you know what? If they were given more spot by the NRL, you know, we could one day see another team in New Zealand and that would be amazing. Like the game against the doggies, there were more people at the uh, Warriors and Bulldogs game than there was at the, you know, the Blues game. Wow. Yeah, and, and that, rugby union has always been. Yeah, 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 and, and, and right. you know, rugby union is the dominant it's sport. It's the main sport yeah. in, in, in New Zealand. So it's great yeah. to see. Last point, um, we've said closest competition since the game started, which is excellent, but Bunker, please pull your socks up. You're ruining it for everyone. Um, I think that's been your the first point you made of the whole, the whole year, <laughs> and it's, it's still going. I mean, yeah. I don't blame the guy, but, yeah. you know, Paul has to some relaxation techniques. <laughs> you know what? Can we have a list of our top ten favourite redhead plays over the years? We'll do it for next week. But, uh, this, uh, what's it called? Uh, keep us accountable. We'll have our top ten favourite um, players, uh, redhead players in the NRL. Can we get highlights of Elmo just talking about the bunker? Like, just little snippets? <laughs> and just like, that's I reckon you can make a whole that's hour gonna go to <laughs> I can't wait for this. Some really good news. Anchor's Crichton is back at training and they're saying that um he's his mental health is back in check and hopefully yeah. he'll be able to play again for the Roosters very soon, which is oh, I'm excited to see him play. Yeah. I'm sure he'll be raring to go. Absolutely. I mean, it's a feel tough, good story. Yeah. Good for the NRL. Yeah. Tough player, like going I'm glad he's back. It's and, a feel yeah. good story. And I'm glad that they, they handled it well. I like the NRL, um the Roosters respect his privacy privacy, get the support that he needs. And I'm yeah, I'm glad to hear that he's back at training. I look forward to seeing him. I think he's the, the Roosters are a much poorer team with him not there. Yeah. I think he's just – he's very dynamic and he's a strong runner of the ball. You know, he, he has an offload. He has, I, 
you know, I, you know, I'm glad to see him back, and I hope he does well. Really, really so, hope yeah. he recovers well. Okay, now we're going to do a quick review of the previous round, which the bunker absolutely destroyed. Here we go. <laughs> the bunker. <laughs> I can't help, bro. Um, Parramatta against Penrith, 17-16. You know what? Yeah, go, go ahead. Look, I was going to say, good game. What a field goal by Nathan Cleary. Uh, <sighs> I don't know if it's the best one ever, but it has to be up there. The class. Like, Nathan Cleary is young. That was like, one shot. But do you see how calm and one composed shot to he make was? Yeah. And from that far out, he, he didn't even look stressed. 45, bro, it was 45 minutes. Yeah, out. and it that, was, That's like, you know, the three-pointer that comes in, you got to go shoot to either tie the game. Yeah, that was a moment. That was a Stephen Curry, uh, like... 0.1 second left. Yeah, that was what it was. It was a clutch moment. It really was a clutch moment. And he's such a... One of the best clutch moments in, mo in modern NRL. And I've got to say, as you said, he's very young. And even at the celebration, his celebrations were, it's it wasn't cool. over the top. It was cool, calm, collected, yeah. Yeah. and it was ready to win. It was a shame how it ended. And everyone's saying Moses, you know, is, you know, uh, Mitchell Moses is back because he kicked that, that field goal 50 meters out. Look, Moses still has a lot to prove this year. Yeah. Sure, he kicked a thousand kick meters. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it helped him. But, but it's all about consistency. Right? It, look, and look, that's what's you know, important. That's what's Par important. Paramount surprised me that game. Because I felt they actually outplayed their opponents, Penrith. Yeah, but that's the thing about they Parramatta. Held the ball well as they well. Win they can matters. be the on on their day. Just when the finals yeah, coming. Yeah, yeah. On their day, Parramatta can be one of the hardest, worst teams to come against. I had a moment five, and look, that was a that was a very very good performance by. Three, I know one. Penrith haven't hit their straps, but to be zero and three playing against the premiers, yeah, it was, it was a good performance. Um, unfortunately, the scheduling Thursday oh, poor scheduling, man. Look, the crowd was still decent, but it probably would have been better if it was a Friday night game or maybe a Saturday night. You know night. what? I, I agree with you. Because like Sunday, last Sunday, I'm just like, why are these games on a Sunday yeah, afternoon? Yeah. Like, Honestly, they need, I, I they need to you. change a couple of things maybe. Uh, well, it's, it's hard, right? Getting the schedule right. That's but, why I don't put it on there. Yeah. I know how difficult it can be to, to do a schedule and they're paying a lot of money to have the right. Look, personally, I think yeah. they've done a wonderful job. The NRL yeah. last three, four years yeah, under yeah. that new admin and obviously the challenging conditions they've had. Yeah, So, yeah, look, we still, we're behind you guys, so keep it up. Yeah, and as much as we criticise the NRL, you best believe we're still going to watch it. <laughs> it's just in our blood. That's it. <laughs> oh, man. Melbourne and West Tigers. I thought West Tigers did well to sort of come back. Um, look, Melbourne's still a, a little bit off, look, I think. West Tigers lost to a depleted Melbourne. Yeah. And the only positive for West out of that game is they didn't get blown off the park against a depleted side. Yeah, so I don't right, know if yeah. you can call that a positive or not, but it's I think the Tigers will straights. take anything they can get. Absolutely. But the, like some of the things that they did, like losing the ball on scrum, like you're, uh, yeah. you're in uh, the, the offensive position and you lose on the scrum. Like, you know, the Tigers, um, long season for the fans. I'm, I'm just sorry. saying. Look, Tim Sheen's he's not laugh, panicking, but... He's not, but you got to start thinking about what, what's next because you got something has to change. What if Tim Sheen's experiment fails? What happens to Benji and Farah? Yeah. Do they look towards a whole different setup? Like, do, do they go for Flanagan after or Dezel? I think that's what they should have gone with to begin with. I don't know why mm. they were. Oh, you know what? I, I just thought they should have just know. gave it to <laughs> I, just, I, just thought, I just thought they should have just given it to Benji straight away and Farah could have Yeah, I'm with, you, I'm with you 100%. But do you think it's nostalgia going back to 05? You've got Sheen's, you've got Benji, you've got I, I Robbie Farah. Like, they got that part wrong, but I think we had Omar Slamanko here a few weeks ago and he pointed out Robbie Farah was probably one of the best defensive players in the game during his career. Yeah. And Benji, obviously, we all know he was one of incredible, the best incredible. attackers. So... I know. Well, Tim's, you need Tim Sheens to beat. I know he's done it all, mm. but he's seventy-two and ten years out of the game. So, yeah. surely Benji. And Do you think that might be getting in the way? Just sort of the strategy and the perspective can be getting in the way because obviously he makes the shots, right? Yeah. Ultimately, he makes. The I decisions. wonder how Robbie and I mean they won't say, but Robbie and Benji, what would they say? They'll definitely be frustrated. I think the Tigers are going to go. 
are going to go through a bit of a resurgence a little bit later in the year when um, some teams start getting injuries and stuff if they can keep their players on the park. But it's it's just it's very sad to see the team going through it. Like we were there last year and the year before, mm. and it's always been doggies, tigers, and before that it was doggies, tigers, broncos. I want to see the tigers get out of there. Mm. I want to see the tigers succeed because I think their fans deserve it. Their players deserve it. Like sure, the players aren't performing, but like at the end of the day, the players you see them. They put 100%. Absolutely. Like, as much as we want to say Luke Brooks isn't working, the bloke does not stop. That's why I think if he was to change teams, I think any team that gets him will be lucky because I do think he has the, the ability. It's just at the Tigers, it, like, he's played 200 games there. It's just unbelievable that I, he would have played yeah. 200 games at a club that probably hasn't wanted him for 150 years. When was the last time they made the finals? 2011. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Look, that, look I like well, the thing I like about Tim Sheens during the week, they threw the whole Luke Brooks question out of – you know, into him, and he absolutely cut him off. Yeah. He goes, he's in my side. That's not even – that should even be a question. He absolutely just burnt him. That was that was brilliant. Yeah. Next game, Broncos and Dolphins. Oh, what a game. game. Match of the round. <laughs> oh, bro, match of the year. Like, I don't like to you. I was heartbroken for the, for the Dolphins. I was just like, Tony Staggs, I think, you know, that try, I was, he needed something like that to decide the game, I thought. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, yeah. Payne Haas, wow, again, man of the match, powerhouse yeah. performance. Let me tell you, he's shaping up to be – I want to say like the Glenn Lazarus of our. Um, I think he surpassed him already. But I, honestly, I think <laughs> honestly, I think if Payne Haas can stay on this trajectory, big call, big call. I know, but I think if he can stay consistent like this for the next five, six, seven years, he will be the best prop that's ever played the game. Uh, hands down, this guy. He's twenty two. 23? Yeah, I think so. He's young. so young. And you, and you look, think he's about 27, 28. You think he's at his peak. <laughs> I, thought that a few years ago. I thought that a few years ago. And forwards don't peak until they're 27, 28. So can you imagine yeah. this guy in five, six years? And he plays they're just gotta, they're just gotta, Yeah, they's got to manage his minutes. As long as they manage his minutes, sure, he will yeah. be the best full time. I actually think the Broncos will be up there at the end of the year. Oh, the, yeah. Like Broncos, Dolphins. I couldn't no. wait for this game and I like the rivalry it's created because post game, I don't know if you saw the Broncos came out with yeah, a tweet yeah, for, yeah. The, for the for the um Dolphins. Di- they'll post up directions from Suncorp back to Red. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> look, last year last year I spent months on in, in Brisbane and for the fans that live in Sydney and other places that don't know where Redcliffe is, it's on it's on it's on the north side of Brisbane, uh, uh, on the edge of the Morton Bay. Yeah. And I'll tell you one thing about Redcliffe, it is an absolute shithole. Wow. Man, big call. You heard but, it here first from Dibbo. But he thinks it's a shit. Oh. The Dolphins have actually, like, getting into the NRL is going to help Redcliffe develop because a lot of the people oh, big junior saying, base up there. I just, yeah, I just also, wear Redcliffe. Also for the city. Cities. But also it's for the city. Oh. They've actually said, you know, it's it, they're great. They're grateful that the Redcliffe's gone into the NRL, which I think is great. But I think it's going to be good for the community there. They can put a lot, pour a lot more money into the absolutely, infrastructure. Absolutely. Great, like a second CBD. I can't wait. And I, can't every, wait. No, no, I can't wait till Brisbane gets a third side. Yeah. Honestly, they, I they think hundred percent that is the right South call. Queensland crushes. <laughs> no, no, no. I think it'll be Brisbane. They need a side on the east side, Brisbane East. They need one there. And you can also have one towards out towards Ipswich. Yeah. And you also need one in South where the Logan area is. Yeah. So you'd probably end up with four or five. You think and they'll get there? They're a two million plus population. Sydney's, you know, and eventually Brisbane will easily hit but, four million. Yeah. But do you think another Brisbane team or a Perth team first? I, I, I think go Perth. I, I look, yeah. I'll tell you what's gonna dictate. It's going to be the TV rights deal. That's what it is. Because yeah, if I mean, all of a sudden you get thrown massive bucks 
from somehow some broadcasters in New Zealand, yeah. you then get yeah, the business side. Yeah, yeah. Because you've got to look at the financial sustainability of it all, right? I know and that's why the Dolphins were selected, right? But, but Perth has a really good backing over there from some big businesses. They've got a lot of, they've got a good junior base. They've, they've had it for a while. Yeah. So, and the thing is, you look at, we've said this before, every time a game is played in, in, in Perth, packed out. Packed out. Mm. I want to see, a truly national rugby league, not an and Eastern rugby league. Only, you want to see that? You want to see it happen in South Australia? I would love like, a South Australian like, team. The only issue right? is, is the time zone. So time. Oh, they'll make it if work. If AFL can make they it have work, all the early games. Yeah. But let me tell you, if AFL can make it work, the, if AFL can make two Perth teams and two Adelaide team work teams work, I think we can make a one and one Perth you know, one Adelaide. You team know work. how it will work. Um, you probably you, you'd probably have. Is it, let's go off Australian Eastern Standard Time. So you'd have a 5 p.m. game for, yeah, the, for yeah. the, and then you have a 7 p.m. game and a 9 p.m. game. So it the was, 9 p.m. Yeah. game would actually be about six or seven o'clock yeah. Perth. in WA. Yeah, that's right. And the 5 or you could even do that on a Friday. Two p.m. or a three p.m. Or game. you could do that on a Friday or yeah. even a Sunday. Yeah, but New Zealand Warriors, they throw two, three, depending on. No, I'm just savings. saying your biggest viewerships, the Australian the Eastern Seaboard. Yeah. But if they can make it work in New Zealand time-wise, because it's like two, three hours, they'll make it work. So they, they play two hours early. They can make it happen there, they'll make it happen here. Exactly. You know what I mean? So if it's no 2 p.m. here, yeah. it's 4 or 5 p.m. in New Zealand. Like you said, a 9 p.m. game would be nice. Like it's 6, 7 p.m. at right. end, you know? Friday, Saturday, or even Sundays, it yeah. would actually work. And I think that would then mean that we'd get one fr one free-to-air game on a Saturday, yeah. which means we'd have uh, four or uh, four free-to-air games and nine uh, uh, or games per round, which you think about what that will do for the game and more money will go into. And, and also that's a new breeding ground for rugby league players in Perth that now have uh, a path to NRL. Absolutely, Look, yeah. Imagine what that does. If you have a population boom in, in Western Australia and they do have the resources, then it's 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 a no-brainer. you got to yeah. have it there. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. we just got to see. Get rid of the 2 p.m. Sunday game, make it a 4 p.m., a 6 p.m., no, you'd still and need an 8 p.m. No, I'm you not know, a big fan of the 2 p.m. Sunday game. I, like, actually, I actually don't mind it. I don't mind it, but it's not like – I love when it's a 6.30 game. You know, like you watch 4 o'clock. Anything after 4 p.m. is yeah, good for it's me. It's great because, you know, 6.30, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, Sunday night. early game because – Tradition was even growing That's up. That's what it is. Yeah. I used to watch the, the, the more games, the better. Yeah, the more games, the better. Everybody's happy. Better. Just, as long as they're all live and they're not happening at the same time. Uh, <laughs> as long as they're spread out. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Spread Next out. Next game, we had North Queensland and Gold Coast. Um, it was good to see uh, North Queensland win despite lose. Uh, actually, I think that they were uh, yeah, behind <laughs> at, at um, Titans blew this at, at, at Honestly, half time. Um, but they I'll, did lose their, they did lose Kieran Forum and, and Brimson and that's, and their, that's that, I think look I, no, I as a as a diehard Cowboys supporter I'm not very impressed this year. Yeah. I, I I just don't think they're hitting their straps like they did last year. They can be very frustrating to watch as a supporter, right? Because against the Titans, I, you're right. I actually think if Foreign and Brimson stayed on, it was a different game. Uh, I personally think because you saw the trajectory change. Yeah, they're uninspiring right. at the moment, but you guys, I don't know why. Similar to them, although they're not using their Canterbury's not using their bench properly. I don't, I don't know. The coach has to explain that. that. Yeah. But your bench looks. He's missing a lot of players, yeah. or I don't so know. So Drinkwater's injured. You've got like a pit, uh, Hiku's injured. So yeah. you have a few injuries happening. Is that Tama? Mind you, Tama had a good stint. Yeah, he had injured as well. He's got um, Granville and, and Tama there, guys, in their mid thirties on the bench. That's right. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, all due respect, I think Granville's done a lot for the Cowboys, but oh, on I think it's. Probably time. It's probably yeah. time. Maybe yeah. end of this year. And I think once they get their team back and they start to click, but I just find watching the Cowboys sometimes it's a bit frustrating. Like what do you think? sometimes it's like they grind so much and they hold a lot of possession and they don't come up with with the result. Gold, and that 
Brilliant always yeah. yeah. me, right? We're getting the upper hand when that four men Brimson. I think you yeah. know Brimson. I think he, Brimson's his uh, ball skills are amazing. I think he's, he's the best the best under, I think he's one of the most underrated. I think he's. Uh, look, they don't go Walsh, Honestly, Brimson for Queensland. I think he's definitely one of the most underrated players. Underrated players in our role. But look, I think the Cowboys with their straps, Payton's done an amazing job. Yeah. Drink water is an X factor for the Cowboys. Uh, as soon as you see him come on, you see the difference. But one thing I've noticed about the Cowboys, I they're hot and cold. Let him yeah. go. Do you, hot do you, and cold. Do you think that the teams are figuring out the Cowboys, to, like for example, Nanai last year scored like what seventeen, eighteen tries, sort of, um, you know, uh, taking the, the off the kick, for example, getting in and amongst it and stuff. I feel like maybe they're, they're being they're they're being a little bit figured out. Do you think uh, Nanai scoring again, right? He's yeah. starting to score again, okay. you know. But I do think sometimes our attack can be very one dimensional. Yeah, it's very predictable. Yeah. So like I'm watching the game and look, I played rugby league. I know I, I'm talking. I'm sitting there with my 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 Coke Zero and my <laughs> chips and got a bit of a gut going. And I'm like, oh, I'll do this and do that, you know. But at the same time, like and you're a fan, you're, you're you know, to do I got to criticize. Like sometimes it's, it can be predictable. Yeah. Like Dieran, right? He's an I think he's young. He's incredible. Like coming from the Broncos, I actually think he's, he hasn't hit straps he's yet. He's playing with confidence. He's playing with He's yeah. 21. Yeah, yeah. He's 21. And I think the Broncos regret losing him. Look, they knew his ability is just. I was up I mean, Ezra Mem now, so. He was there. Oh, he's ball. been so good. Ezra Mem But when Dieran first came to the Cowboys, I'm like, oh, man. This you mean too? Yeah. Brisbane, Brisbane knew his potential. It's just that I think he was there when Seabog was there. Or? Yeah. I think that's when they got rid of um, like Tyson Gamble. They got rid of Dieran. They got rid of. Um, uh, Turpin, they got all these sort of fringe like players that they had too many like they weren't chefs. part of the plan. Yeah, like, yeah they, they just sort of, part of the too many chefs spoiling the broth, and they thought we'll just get rid of some of these excess players and focus. So it's not too bad. But his rise last year, you know, especially in Origin, I couldn't, I, I didn't think he had it in him to continue to play into the NRL. Time. And wow. even even player, the, yeah. he's even uplifted the halfback with him who yeah. had a torrid few yeah. seasons at Cronulla. But I mean, Chad Townsend, Chad yeah. Townsend, yeah. I mean, again, they, they get to hit their straps, but I think, you know, it was a good win. Good win to come it back is. from behind. So. And I think, look, I think the Cowboys will start to find their rhythm a bit. As a, It's still early days, right? Yeah, round 50, four. Yeah, round and I still five, think right, that yeah. there's a couple of teams that are trying to figure it out, like to try and put it yeah, together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think, look, to be honest, out of the, out of, say, the, the 17 teams, honestly, I think only five are looking set at the moment and everyone yeah. else is still trying to figure it out. Yeah. It could very drastically turn, but yeah, what you're saying, it's how it's looking at the moment. So There's a long way to go, which yeah. is good. Which is, and we're already this excited. It's just good four yeah. seat rounds in. Like, just imagine what else is to come. You know? South Samenli, um, Bunker, honestly. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, look, refs. Uh, look, look, that was a ref decision and two, I understand two, it. Two touches and a ref on the field. Come on, man. Like, yeah. Somebody's got to pick that no up. No one knows that's know, a full, but um, it's gone back. It's unfortunate. It is what it is. If it was a bunker decision, I'd be a lot more critical, but it was the refs on the field. I am critical, but I'm I'm willing to let referee decisions go. Yeah. Does, does that make Especially sense? Especially if you're on a certain like like you gotta understand the, the touches are running in a certain yeah, angle. Yeah, right. The ref's running at a certain angle. So sometimes it's just the, the interpretation, the way that we see things, it can, our eyes can trick us sometimes, Absolutely. right? So just sort of seeing it from a certain angle, it might have looked forward. And you're right, we were talking about this before. Maybe it's time for the rule to change. Because for, for as long as I remember, right, I've been watching League for 26 years of my life. It's always been the, the the you know the video referee, the bunker, hands off. Sorry, look, it's obvious to forward, yeah, yeah, but yeah. the rule is we can't say anything yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah. Honestly, I'm I'm actually while I would love the bunker to get involved, I don't trust that they'll make the right decision anyway. <laughs> so probably keep the bunker away from the fourth pass. Let's bring in the VR. This game, 
Manly, uh, they sh- I thought they were the better side. They let yeah. it get away from them. And it just took Cody Walker. I know a lot of people don't like him, but he just he's the ultimate competitor. Doesn't give up. Yeah. And it was in the end, it just came to basically two plays from him. So Cody Walker magic, it just got him home in the end. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And, and I was, that, it takes moments like that or players like that just that to keep you in try, the game. Obviously, yeah, that first try. Everyone giving up. Bro, like I can't believe he scored that. I was like, no way, that's a try. Everyone, Everyone was running right, back to yeah. the 20 and he actually got it down. And I was watching and I was thinking, damn, he's Look, despite that call, I, I still love the game. That was such a good finish. Uh, was I was like, I'm on the edge of my yeah. seat. Like, this is good. You know what I mean? but, but I think like Manly, they've had a good start, but I don't think they're as good as it's as they like as their form currently suggests. I still think they have a long way to go. Um, but they they they're looking good and I think Sabold's done a good job. So um, next game, um, Warriors won by two points. Yeah. I'm going to say, look, the Dogs, I think, played at below 50%. Yeah. I don't think the Dogs played very well. And this is probably the main talking point out of the game. And it's not the Sean Johnson try. It's the fact that Cameron Seraldo is not using the bench rotation properly. Yeah. It doesn't I, – I don't understand what is happening. Why is Cameron Seraldo not playing people that he's chosen? Like Jaden Tanner didn't yeah. play. He's usually using two and a half minutes. So one guy he doesn't use, the other guy puts him on for three or four minutes. Like yeah. why, why? It's why like he didn't even use the third man. And you can see the fatigue though in the dogs. And that's it happened with the and Tigers. it's not a one on a hot day. It happened, it happened with Manly. It happened with Manly. And it happened with the yeah. – it's happened in like almost every game. Yeah. And, and in the first half, the, the dogs attacked well, they defended well, and the Warriors went with them. Yeah. I have to say, yeah. the Warriors, it was an excellent game it could up have until halftime. I know they were up 8 new. It could have easily been 14 new or 20 new because for that first 20-25, the Dog, Warriors yeah. offered nothing in attack because the dogs' defense was just absolutely yeah. swamping yeah, them. Right. So do you think it's a fatigue that kicks in absolutely. and it just sort of holds them they back? Did, they did start falling away towards the end of the first half and, and and the back end of the second half as well. So yeah. and with the Tigers, same thing happened. You, you saw know, it was the, like forty do, degrees that day, but you saw him sort of wavering away. He didn't play uh, that day. I think he didn't play uh, Jaden Rockenball. Mm. Right? Why would you have a player on the bench and not use him in forty degree heat? I don't yeah. get it. And the thing is, like, it's starting to become apparent a couple of things. Um, Viniami kick out is excellent for 65 minutes, but then he's not an 80-minute player at the Bulldogs yet. What I mean by that is that at the Panthers, the workload was shared around a lot more and uh, kick out could choose when to inject himself or he had Luai sort of um, giving him good early ball and, and kick out could sort of not have to be involved so often. Whereas at the Bulldogs, you see kick out making more of the tough work, more of the grind, more of the back-to-back tackles, more of the hard runs, whereas he, I don't think he needs to do that, Penrith. Yeah. And he's not – I don't think he's an 80-minute player. The other thing that I think is is starting to affect us is our right-side attack with Avarillo and Kiraz is good, but I think Avarillo against the Warriors had a really poor game defensively. Yeah. I think incredibly poor game defensively. Um, it was one bad game. He's had – I think overall he's had three decent games. He needs to fix up his defense because otherwise he's got a couple of players in uh, in in Reggie's that are chomping at the bit to get that. We've got Declan Casey there, yeah. who oh, I think would yeah. make an incredible, incredible um, uh, center in place of uh, Avrilo. I'm not saying we should get rid of him, but I think you know he just had a really poor defensive game yeah. against I the think, Warriors. I think um, the Dogs are a side on the rise. Like every week they're improving. Look, the combinations just got to get used to each other. I agree. I know it's fourth or fifth round. Um, they're improving every week. Like but you can see the people can yeah, people yeah. can try to mock or or, the, or whatever point at the negatives and all that. But it's inevitable. They are going to make that eight. They're they're on the rise. Yeah, yeah. And, and if you look towards next year, they have got Crichton who probably slotting at fullback. You got Bronson Sherry who will probably take another center position or maybe on the wing. Yeah, you very know, exciting you know, Avril will probably slot in somewhere. But 
It's mm. looking better and better. You got a few players to come back from injury. So one of the things about Avrilo that I'm worried about is if he doesn't cement himself as a centre or, or in a particular position, I'm worried he's going to become another Mbai. Mm. So Mbai, you know, went from half back to five eight to hooker to full. And he's still to stuck center. in that cycle. Too and now. yeah, at the like, Dragons, he even went to the Tigers. He was stuck in that cycle. Yeah, and, the Dragons. and that's what I worry for Avrilo. Yeah. I don't want Avrilo to become that player because I think he shows the athleticism, and I've seen that he's got this explosion out of dummy half. On the uh, on the def- on the, the defenses line where he's gonna sneak in and put that. Oh, he's very quick. He's probably he's very very. What quick. is he? The quickest player in the team? Ever no, really? no, no. Well, we got Josh Adokar. Oh, I forgot about Adokar, but he's he's probably up there in the top three. He's very, oh, yeah, he's very quick, very athletic. But I think quicker like, than most players in but, the game. Like you know, just seeing the, you know even the rivalry with the dogs since I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. But I, but I love seeing that the confidence is starting to come up. And uh, you know what I love that they're they're playing in Belmore. Yeah. Keep keep those coming. Like you know keep regularly playing games at Belmore and I know people that aren't even dog supporters <laughs> and like, you know what, we're going to go to the game at Belmore. Like, we <laughs> it's, love it's, the it's environment. Like that. It's yeah. like that at most suburban grounds. Yeah, most suburban grounds. Like, I'll get a watch. Have you watched watch. an afternoon game at Leichhardt Oval? Oh, wow. I hate that ground. Yeah, I love it. I, I, it's just... It's a good... It's a I, hated, it's like, I hated playing at it and I hated sitting in the on in the stands and on the hill there and it, and parking's just horrendous. Okay. The parking's the, the biggest problem. That's one right? ground that's yeah. overrated. But, but, I love it. I love it. Grounds, yes. We've actually got a bit of a snippet on our YouTube page um, talking about um, the importance of suburban grounds um, from last week's podcast that we sort of cut up. If you're interested in, in sort of hearing what we had to say, go and have a look at that um, in, in our podcast. I'll link it actually um, to in the bottom as well in the description so you guys can go look I, at that. I reckon in terms of suburban grounds, blue ribbons are your Shark Parks, your Coggeries, your Belmores, your Brookvales, your, your yeah. Campbelltown Sports Ground. Don't talk like hard over because that re- honestly it, it needs a major revamp. It does, yeah. It yeah, does, yeah, but yeah. King, it's just there is there is a, there is actually another playing field behind there. We used to train on that. Yeah. So that if they it's gonna cost a couple hundred million if they want to redo it. Because it's because of the location, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. You know I mean look back on the dogs and warriors, sorry, it's just I have no, to say uh, it it was it was disappointing to lose, but it was also it was very encouraging to see them play below par, but only lose by two points and in sort of the last couple of minutes. Really uh, they defended well, they scrambled for each other. Kiraz again, incredible. Like yeah, having a good season, isn't he? Man, honestly, I, we were saying before he's a smoky for origin in the next couple yeah. of years, hundred percent. I think um uh he he's someone that is going to continue to rise and Absolutely. he's becoming like the 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 blueprint winger that just Puts in and puts in and puts in and puts in. He's incredible. Well, I saw some of your former players today that look like they can still lace it up. So <laughs> if the team does start going down, they'll look big Willie and big Sonny and has and has them. They're, also, they're looking in great shape. Aren't they what? Hey, uh, watch out. We might have some of them on the podcast soon. <laughs> Keep an eye out. Keep an eye out, guys. Um, and then we got the Knights and Raiders. I just want to say very quickly on this one. Well I was, done, Newcastle. I can't believe Newcastle won this. Well like, done. They're missing what eight, nine players, not eight, nine of their best undermanned. players. Undermanned, absolutely undermanned, um, and they still managed to pull out a really good win. Jackson Hastings, like I gotta say, the Tigers um, let the wrong half go because Jackson Hastings has been playing Agreed. out of his yeah. skin. Fantastic. Look, my, my choice, Greg Marshall. Wow, he's a powerhouse. Yeah. I noticed him last year at Gold Coast, and I found it odd they let him go because mm. I think he benches something like 190 yeah, he's kilos. Just, he's a little wow. man. He's a man of Utah. That's what he reminds me of. He's a bigger version of Utah, and he can pace. He's just look at the size of him. Yeah. I still I still don't understand why they dropped Dominic Young. I think Dominic Young is still one of the best wingers in the game. But who's who's the other winger? Hamill Hunt. Yeah, 
They dropped him because well. he signed with the Roosters. Didn't he? I think so. <laughs> yeah. But well, I mean, you know what? It was an inspired choice and inspired performance by. I just Marge. don't think it's young. It's fair for Young though, because I don't think he was he he warranted being I think, dropped. I think Marju ran something like three hundred meters as well. He's yeah, very, he tackles hard and he's hard to tackle. Oh, look, no, no, this, no doubt. I think Marju was good. Raiders were very disappointing. I've got to say, they, they've evaporated from my like, top. I right thought here. with Papali'i coming back, they, they were going to be able to just you know crush it up the middle. I think Raiders are another team that needs to have a bit of a look at inside yeah, and they yeah. might, a bit of change needs to happen. I just think, like you said, I think they're stuck in 2019. They're still trying to play the same plays over and over. Can't and wait for the like, next game. Like, let's just see. <laughs> and um, Nico Hines announces his return to the NRL. I thought you were going to say retirement. I was like, tiring. <laughs> absolute drubbing of the Dragons. And just to remind Dibo, the score was 40 to eight. <laughs> Four zero dash eight. Forty to eight. You know, it doesn't even I don't know. I think it's I don't feel pain anymore. <laughs> it's numb. You're just numb. Now. Just numb. <laughs> I'll be honest. I was very disappointed with the dragons. Um I, I think that their their performance was a very unmotivated, deflated performance, and I do think it has something That's to do with- That's probably why I didn't feel the pain. <laughs> but I think that it has something to do with Hook being told he needs to reapply for his job and they're looking for other coaches. Like They've got a few things wrong. But you know what? I think clubs need to stop doing this. Yeah. You're destabilizing your team. You're disheartening your juniors. You're disheartening your fans. Look, Anthony Griffin, first two games, I thought the Dragons were okay. Sure, they and they lost in the last 10 minutes to the Broncos, but the Broncos are the form team what was the score of the again? competition. I don't even remember. It was 700 nil or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you're right. Like, I think just coming out and saying, oh, you got to apply for your prison position next year. I'm, look, I'm not sure what they're trying to do. Is it, gonna be, is it meant to be like a, uh, a Warner Brothers motivational yeah, movie? Yeah, it's yeah, like, I, you, don't, I, you don't get your job. Money you know, more, like what the yeah, hell? Like, but I, I don't know. I just look, like- I didn't, I didn't think it was a bad move personally. So, I mean, it, it, Hook, Hook knows it's his last year. Yeah, but but he knows he has to perform. So, Hook, here it is. Um, you have to reapply. So, if you really want this job, Coach out of your skin. But Dibo, really, 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 really Dibo, let me ask you this. Mm. It's not about what they said. It's what they didn't say. So let me let me tell you this. Right. If if your boss comes up to you and says, hey, uh, Dibo, um, we're not sure we're going to keep you on next year. When it comes up, when your contract's over, we're going to ask you to reapply. What is that saying? That's saying we don't think you're good enough and we're only saying you, we want you to reapply so that we don't tell you right now in the beginning of the year that we don't want you for next year. We're just keeping you on the hook. This, you know, like no, that was unintended. pun unintended. But we, <laughs> came out good. Came right? out. we're keeping you on the hook to say, okay, we, you're not complete, you're not completely out of the picture, but there's a good chance you're not going to be there. Which essentially means to Anthony Griffin, he, they don't want him there for next year because he's not good enough. Because if he was, yeah, he, they wouldn't be taking this, uh, this position. Because there's no way they're going to ask him to reapply. So what do you think it is? Yeah, but he would have worked. They're just trying to say he would have. No, he would have worked it out himself. He knows he has to make the finals or at least yeah. have a good start to the season. Uh, th- there's mm. no, honestly, there's no scenario. Where where Hook keeps his position, but he makes the top four it's, and makes it's it to a the performance. Yeah. It's a performance based, you know how it is. It's yeah. performance I, based. I, I agree with you. I they've agree spent with you. what five years out. Well, this will be their fifty if they don't make it out of the top yeah. top eight. It's unacceptable. What support this- did they give him over the summer to sign players? Honestly, like he- that's a, that's one thing I was going to touch on. Um, like if you saw the game, the position was pretty even. Um, Cronulla just did a lot of things with the ball, whereas St. George just did nothing with the ball. Cronulla's forwards absolutely ran over the top of St. Yeah. George's, so that's where they've gone wrong. They haven't really recruited middlemen, no yeah. front rowers. Mm. Their front rowers compared to others, there's no depth there, and their front rowers can't really compete with the other premier front rowers in the game. They get yeah. just absolutely demolished. I mean, I'm watching Blake Laura. He looks like a punching bag at the moment. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, well, I know he can the, hold his own. Look, they call him the kick on wheels or something. Yeah. Look, I know he can hold his own, but he's just copying too much punishment. It's going to eventually take its toll yeah. on him. I honestly think that he's not even your biggest problem. He's been consistent as a forward. I think your I just, problem is I'm just pointing out our recruitment. He's got no support. That's what I'm he's saying. We're very thin. I'm also like just generally the way that the club's managed and all that kind of stuff. Because even in the preseason, you had the somebody leaked that two players were fighting in yeah, training. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think they got rid of that cancer now. So yeah, he wants a media job, look no better than a Premier Donna club like Manly. So, But, like, I mean, as in, you know, if those issues are happening on the ground, maybe it's time for them to sort of think, all right, what's, what's not working here? Is it the connection? Because, you know, they say a team, a champion team is better than a team of champions. You know, they you finally made, team. look at the Dolphins. Yeah, the Dolphins. Champions team. They like, finally made a, a decent move by getting those two middle young yeah. I know they're young, but they're thinking of the future. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and you're exactly right, both of you. Um, it's off, obviously off the field and it comes down to recruitment as well. Yeah. And then there's little mistakes. I think Hook's going to realise this mistake. I know he swapped Suli and um, Lomax, Lomax on yeah. side, but Lomax has got a left-hand fend. Now he's on the left side. He can't utilise that anymore. Yeah, absolutely. So I think he's going to have to go back to the right because he used to get that offload away, and yeah, you saw yeah. he was horrible in defence against Cronulla. Yeah. yeah, he got run over. Like, yeah, he's, he's on his bad. weaker side. Out of position. So like, look, don't get me wrong. Suli's got a mean-ass left-hand fend yeah. as well. But he excels on the left side as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think he's a big boy. He can use his body he's a lot more boy. as well, not just defend. You've Incredible. got the body that he can just. Look, I, I think having someone like Suli, Sua, now they've got those two young forwards, it might help them. It might help them start attracting players. If they play, if those, if at least Fafita debuts this year, I think he'll go a long way to at least showing. I think he's a lot like Paseca, but. Yeah, he is. But, but Paseca's a great forward. And if you have someone like Paseca in your team, look at what he's doing for Manly. I think, I think, look. Yeah, I, I think Amon might come into the lineup this week. Amon's good. I think. Look, and I He's think a ball runner. I think Sullivan will probably either slot to the bench. No, you got to stick. Pick and stick. Stick with Sullivan. He's got to go somewhere, or maybe Hunt will go to hooker and give, no. give, give Sullivan the seven. Amon, Talata Amon has to start. Yeah, I think he might come into the seventeen this week. I think he's good, and I think even off the bench, he needs if, to if come you're not going to start him off the bench, he's had a, cu- a rough couple of months, and now he's been sort of exonerated from everything. He's back. Let him play. Let him show what he's worth. I think, yeah. Um, so that was the round four review. Um, it was a great round. The it was the bunker that blundered it for us. Just one but, game ruled it. But one blowout. We <laughs> have like the seventh time. <laughs> Just that five. We should have a bunker counter. Like how many times I mentioned the bunker every in time the game. Says bunkers, you're like, <laughs> Beep it out. <laughs> um, so uh, round five preview. preview. We start with um, the rabbit roosters and the eels Another on track. Thursday night. It's gonna be a good game. What a game! I can't even call this. Uh, yeah. Really, I, I I looked at. Um, the Eels lineup and the and the Roosters lineup. So is that Allianz Stadium? They both got key outs. Uh, yeah, yeah. So you got, a, you got, uh, actually, it's at, it's at the Allianz. Is it? A, yeah, it's at Allianz. You got Joey Manu out from the Roosters. That's mm. a key out. But then it's you also big. you got Parramatta's uh, forward pack leader out, Junior Paulo. Yeah, I, think yeah, yeah. I think it's a massive loss. It's a big loss. Yeah, I, I think it sort of cancels yeah. it out a little bit because yeah. I think you know. I know. I know you got Wurmu. Bolo does a lot. For look, the Eels, yeah. and then Manu pulls plays out of his behind for the yeah, Roosters. So. You got look, you got Wurumu, Greg. I know he offers impact, but I don't think he offers it for an extended period like Paulo does. Yeah. So I'm going to go Roosters on this. Absolutely, Roosters yeah. by twelve for me. I think you know why I want to go Roosters. I think that uh, Joseph Suwali'i will come out and just litter. I think he's going to come out and just show everyone why he's worth what he's worth. He's what a he's big worth, game yeah. player, I think, and he can pull plays out of anything. Um, that's the only reason I'm going the the the, the roosters. I, I think roosters by four, honestly, four or six. I actually I, I wouldn't be surprised if this goes down to um, Golden Point. I think, uh, it's, of course, from what we've seen, it'll be that you're close. Right, yeah, it'll be that close. Well, yeah, roosters by twelve. I um, probably I probably say oh, 
I want to say Roosters, yeah. but I feel like maybe the Eels will have a bit of confidence coming out of last week's win. Yeah, they and will. I feel like maybe the momentum. Absolutely. I think that, like, as much as I hate to say this and admit it, but I think the momentum from last week's big win over the Penrith yeah. Panthers will probably just get them over the line here. Uh, and it's an early uncertain Eels home game. <laughs> <laughs> well, but there's going to be more Eels supporters. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> Wherever they have more supporters. <laughs> I'll go over when the Dragons are losing. <laughs> um, then uh, the, the 6 p.m. Friday game, it's going to be Raiders and Panthers. Um, look, I think the Raiders will hit back, but I also think the Panthers will. Look, you're missing the Raiders got a key out in Jack White. Yeah. I think is that not going to sway your decision? or you Because Canberra does have a history of winning Games that they need to yeah, win against yeah. tough opposition is this one of those? I think. Or they're going to let us I down just don't once think, again. I don't think they're strong enough for the Panthers. I, I think they might come out strong. Yeah. I think they might keep neck to neck with the Panthers maybe for the first half. Yeah. But I feel like towards the end of the they'll game, I feel like the Panthers are going to sort of. Zach Hoskins yeah. was a revelation last week. Yeah. I thought. Yeah, absolutely. Zach Hoskins played out of his skin. He was good at Brisbane. So, he's um, but Penrith by fourteen. Wait, yeah. Zach. I know it's away from home, but I'm still going Penrith by fourteen. Yeah. Zach Hoskins is starting. Oh, is he starting this week? Yeah, he's week? taking yeah. over Luke Garner. Wow. I, I always thought Garner wasn't a starter anyway, so. I, I look, Hosking outplayed Garner like, mm. you know, 10 to 1. Garner's um, out of the hole. The, the only thing that I, I like about the Raiders is that Fogarty is back. While obviously Wyden is a big out, I think Fogarty adds a lot to their to their attack. Um, so I do think the Panthers win, but I think it'll be closer than. You think so? Yeah, I think it'll be uh, a lot closer. Uh, I think it'll probably be like Panthers by like 16 or something. I reckon I Panthers like, by 12. I feel like they're going to they're gonna I think just come similar, out. 12, 14. I reckon yeah, yeah, I feel 12, like it's going to be, yeah. Could it even be more. Um, Rabbitohs and Storm. A uh, big good game. game. A, a depleted, look, a depleted Storm. They're still missing their halfback and a few forwards. But You've got Salomon and look, I know, and, I know yeah. yeah, he's a big loss. Jonah Pe- Pezzett's had a yeah, really he's very confident player, right? He's a very confident player. Chris Tigers need him um, anyway. <laughs> but I think Rabbitohs are look. Rabbitohs yeah. are missing a few forwards, but after last week, I'm going to go Rabbitohs again. I think I'm going to go Rabbitohs. They're still got their core, which yeah. is I think a big part of it. And, and let me say, so the development, but the development of Lachlan Elias is is unbelievable. I'm starting to really see him. You know, he's an out and out halfback. Like. That's what I love seeing. I love seeing young young halfbacks come into the game and be halfbacks, not yeah. try and be anything else. And Souths, yeah, they've got big depth as well. I know they're missing a few forwards, but just to give you an example, if you look at their 22, like Peter M- Mamazoulis, yeah. he can't even crack the 22. And mm. you put him in at a lot of other clubs and he'd probably be a starting hooker. He played hooker. really well when he played last year when he had the chance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and look, I still think, you know, they've got – a decent back line, right? They've got their halves are still there. I think Saluka Fafita had a very good game last week um, against Manly, even though I think Manly's forwards did at muscle the Rabbitohs forwards because they've got so many injuries. I still think um, uh, they, they they had a good game. I think Michael Chikan, you know, they played him yeah. as a forward. He played Nicely. well. Very, um, very experienced campaigner. Very experienced yeah, campaigner. Very experienced. And to be honest, when the, when, the, when the Tigers got rid of him, I thought – I understood why, but I, I sort of also questioned whether it was the right move. But anyway, yeah. um, I'm calling Rabbitohs by six. I don't think they'll get they'll blow Melbourne off the top park because I do think that um, um, that the Melbourne Storm are getting a little bit better. The young guys are starting to gain a little bit more yeah. experience. And great, um, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, 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 Billy Ake will have them up for the game. Yeah. So I think. I, I, I don't know. I just think that minus Jerome Hughes, um, I, you know, Solomona and no Pappenhausen yeah. and the way they played against the Tigers, I, I just I, I find it really. But again, like you said, you know, uh, you never, Bellamy you is, is a master you coach. And you know, my, but I, I still think the Rabbits, uh, sorry, not the Rabbits, not about, um, 
It's the rabbits, right? Yeah. Yeah, I've blanked out for a moment. Rabbits and Storm. Yeah, that's right. I feel like the rabbits Stop are going to – Stop the Cowboys, bro. <laughs> we're going to get there. We're going to get there. But I do think that, yeah, the rabbits will probably win by probably 12. I think yeah, by 12 uh, points. Six to 12. I, honestly, I don't think it will be a blowout. I had them by 12. I got the rabbits by 12. I don't think yeah. it will be a blowout. I hope not anyway. No, I don't think it will be a blowout, but 12 is – Yeah. yeah. Is a, um, and then you've got Seagulls on Knights, 3 p.m. on Saturday. I think Seagulls will bounce back. Look, it was, I don't think it will be a blow. I think it will be a close and spiteful clash, to be honest. You think so? I don't think it'll be. I think it'll be a close, a lot closer than people yeah, expect. Yeah, I, I do think. I'll go, I'll, go, um, I'll go Manly by eight or ten. I'll go Manly by twelve. But I, the one thing I, I'm realizing about the Knights is I think they're starting to come to terms with life after Kalen Ponka. Mm. I think that's what it was last week where they said, "Okay, this is the term we've got. We're missing Kalen. Sure, he's injured. He's in Canada. He's doing his testing. Let's just put that behind us and let's go out there and play footy." Yeah. And I think. They did that very well last week. I do think they'll do that this week. Manly's going to be too strong for them in the forwards. That's what I think. Yeah. And the experience in that it, with DCE and Tommy Turbo being there, they'll, the Manly will win. But I think Knights will make it, give a good account of themselves again. Yeah, I think similar. Like I, I think Matt, I think Manly's going to be too strong. Yeah, and I, I think it's going to be a bit. I, I'd probably say like eighteen. I hope I, it isn't. I feel like I feel like it is. If Tom Tommy Turbo's you know on his game, which he usually is. I just think it's going to be too is good. Turbo the most creative fullback in the game because he's got a good set of um, ball playing skills to him as well. He's got a bit of vision. I love watching him. Like he's everywhere. I, I, he runs more than I other think, fullbacks. I think take Turbo out of the Manly team, and I don't even think they're a top eight team. I, I, that's I personally think. I, 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 look, I'm not. I, I don't disagree with you. Um, but it, like I think if, you, if Turbo got to be was to get injured, I do think Manly will struggle to. Oh, hands down, his impact's so huge. Yeah, yeah. You could tell. huge. But I, he's I, not I, the most creative forward. I think the thing about um, uh, Tom, are you talking about Jake or Tom? Tom, he's a bad he's boy. not the most creative. The thing about Tom is that he's fast, he's big, he's aggressive, and he he's got good positioning, and he's just he's just like an all round fullback, and he's, he's got everywhere you need him. He's everywhere, <laughs> he's everywhere, you, need everywhere him. you need him at the right time. The most creative fullback, I would say, and, and people might disagree with me on this, but I think Scott Drinkwater's up there. I oh, yeah, of course. Honestly, AJ Brimson or not. I, I, well, I swear to God, I was thinking either Scott Drinkwater yeah. or AJ Brimson. But you can't you can't discount um, Tom, Turbo Tom. I'm not at all. I know. Latrell's a power player. Oh, I forgot about Latrell. But he's a power but player. But Latrell's a power player. I think Tommy is a power player. Um, whereas if you look at Scott Drinkwater and AJ Brimson, like. I reckon all those you just mentioned are more creative than Tedesco. That's my personal opinion. I, I, I actually think that what gets Tedesco across the line is that he's an energizer bunny. He just doesn't stop. He's he like Mini. See. Remember Mini? Yeah, Minichello? he's exactly like Minicello. He just keeps or Reese Wesser. Reese Wesser's energizer. Is, you know, yeah, you know right. what annoys me about Minicello, um, not Minicello, sorry, uh, Tedesco, is that I think sometimes he's too energetic for his own good where he tries to do the hero play. A lot of time I've seen that yeah. with New South Wales. Too many I've runs. seen that with Roosters where he can pass the ball and let someone else. Remind me of Paul Gallon just taking too much of the yeah. workload yeah. and it just became too predictable. So. <laughs> Did you remember um, how Bo Ryan used to do the imitation of Paul Gallon where he would realise more yeah. Paul Gallon's head yeah, and he should be like, choo choo train. Yeah, the D train. I used to love that. So predictable. I can't believe Bo Ryan's on. He was such a good person to have commentating in arrow. Anyway, so yeah, Sea Eagles. Um, Dragons, Dolphins. Uh, I think Dragons will bounce back, but I, I think Dolphins, they've got a lot of injuries. Um, They're missing, you know what? It depends how well Milford will go in the halves, him in Katoa. Katoa, yeah. Because I know O'Sullivan's out. It's a big loss because yeah. he's been really Massive good. Massive loss. And Tessie knew. Tessie well. knew, but I think this new kid, Bostock, got, got the goods in him. Yeah, I do think he does. Um, it just comes down, I think, how the halves are going to go. Marshall King's back as well. Yeah. I think Marshall and, King and whether the forwards. So much. Yeah. I, know, I know St. George's got a lot to prove. Um, I've seen the list there. I know Talatau Amon and DeBellin are in the 22. I do expect them both to come into the 17. Yeah. So, somewhere. I mean, I could probably nominate maybe Couchman and Kerr would miss out. You don't think Jack DeBellin will be in? 
No, I think he'll be in. Oh, I, think, I think yeah. Kerr and Cowson will probably come out and DeBellin and Amon will come in. I think mm. Kerr had a great game, though. Like, no, he, he did. Don't get me wrong. He did, you know, but I just can't say. I mean, Musgrove's But playing. Musgrove, you can't drop him. He's Musgrove. playing really yeah, good. Yeah. Um, but Jack Bird was underwarming, so they might start him this week instead of putting him You have to start. I think you have to give Jack Bird. He has to start. Yeah, yeah, I think he was start. better off starting than coming off the bench. Look, I think St. George got a lot to prove. Um, it's down in Wollongong. I'm actually going to throw this one out of left field and say St. George by four. It's the first time I've tipped them this year. Thank you, Team George Sunny's off because let me tell you, they've got Isaiah Katoa and Anthony Milford in the halves. They've got Jeremy Marshall King back at nine. They've got Jared Wallace, Mark Nichols, Ray Stone and Mason Teague on the bench, whereas uh, the Dragons have Jacob Little, um, Zane Musgrove, Toby Catchman and Josh Kerr. I think that the Dolphins have a better bench and I think overall – that the starting lineup for the Dolphins is still very strong and very consistent. And even though um, uh, O'Sullivan is a big loss, I think they still have a good team. Brenko Lee is there. Um, you know, Ewan Aitken, they, they've been very yeah. consistent. I just I just think, I mean, that's just my opinion. I think they've got a lot of proofs in George. They're going to come out and play out of their skins. I think Dolphins last week had a pulsating game against Brisbane. I think it's probably taken a bit out of them. No, I think that's a player out of that. As a player, if you remember when you played as well, yeah. if you had a pulsating game, you'd probably feel it for the next two weeks. Absolutely, and I guarantee yeah. these guys wouldn't be but any I, different. I think I still lean toward the Dolphins, yeah. and I think it's going to be a close yeah, one. I'm I reckon, just saying, I'm throwing out yeah. of left field. I reckon, I, Dolphins, I reckon Dolphins by 12. I'd love to go to – I mean, I was thinking Dolphins, but I think, you know what, you get embarrassed 40 to 8 at home. They got to really bounce yeah, back. But the week they're before, desperate. they lost by foot. They lost by, by forty. 40 yeah. yeah, they yeah. really got to. They, they're desperate. If they don't get it this week, then they might I, go on a five I, or I, six, I, seven I, match losing I, I streak. Yeah. Think, I think that the Dolphins will be by, win by twelve. That's that's um, a good shout. Yeah, man. Um, uh, Broncos and Tigers. I think look, oh. Tigers are in for a lot of pain. Adam Dewey. I think we can just skip this. One. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say um, Broncos by Broncos 30. by penny. Yeah, I, think I, 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 I wish. I wish the Tigers pull a rabbit out of the hat, and I'm I'm praying that they do, but I just don't. Sure, Sean Bloor's not in their seventeen, which I, I don't understand. Yeah. I mean, if you remember a few years ago, he absolutely um, Nathan hey. Brown. He just sat him. He sat Nathan Brown yeah. on his ass, you know. And when yeah. Nathan Brown thought he was a bad boy, but you could tell he wasn't. Bro, the last fifteen yeah. minutes against the Dogs, it was all Sean Bloor. It was literally all Sean Bloor I running, running I through. Know, I don't understand why he's not in the seventeen. Is there something that's happened? I mean, Dan Laurie's back out of the seventeen. Why is Stafford Toa? Oh, do you know what it might be? Um, I actually think. Adam Dewey might they got a, they obviously got a game plan. Yeah. I just thought I thought Adam Dewey didn't have a good game at fullback, I'll be honest. <sighs> I know I know Wakeham's at six, but I mean Dan Laurie's a fullback, a week in, week out fullback, yeah. they'll give you a good 80 minute performance. He's, he's pretty decent. I yeah, actually like Dan Laurie. Is he, is he short of match fitness? Or nah. Tim Sheen's having another game plan up his sleeve. Do you think he's just trialing? Is I that what it is? Trial and error? Like, it's but the problem is like when the team is going bad, now. you try and make decisions that you think will help elevate the team. Based on some things you saw the week before, and I think that's why against the Dogs when they brought Wakeham on, moved Dewey to fullback, right? They thought this is how we're going to win, and it didn't work against the Storm. And I don't think it's going to work again against the Broncos. Not only because the Broncos are good, but I think that if you make a big move like that, give it some weeks to to work. And also, don't like it's almost like you're blaming Dane Laurie for saying you're not good enough. Or actually, I think Dane Laurie's been trying his heart out. It's one of the best I, I, I can't blame him for. So. Yeah, but look which, at that. Which, one, which way are you going with this? Broncos oh, by Broncos. 50. Oh, I think it's going to be a Imagine it hits I hope it doesn't. I really hope it's like oh, I think Tigers it's by I think I was going to say Broncos either by 16 or 20. Yeah, I've got that 12, 13 plus. I think Broncos yeah. by 13 plus. I'll go, look, I'll go Broncos by 20. Yeah. Um, Sharks Warriors, uh, Ooh, Sunday tricky game, at 4 p.m. I think Sharks. Uh, like if Nico Hines is back, yeah. he's such a good player, man. Look, man. I think Storms regret 
getting rid of him. You know what? Like, Warrior's got a good forward pack. Yeah. They can match the Cronulla forward pack. I'm just looking at the list. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb and say Warriors by six for this one. Yeah, you, you got to. You can't just keep saying, oh, home side. And, no, you know, it's, it's a good shout. Side. It's actually it's a very good honestly, shout. I would, and, and to be honest, I think that the Warriors have it in them this year. You think I, so? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, mate, they're, they're, they are an 80 minute team. The years gone by, Warriors have not been 80 minute teams. This year, we saw that against the Cowboys. Yeah. We saw that against the Bulldogs. They are an 80 minute team. I think. If Tohu Harris plays, because th- he's been I, named, but I don't think he will I play. I hope Volkman has a gun of a game at five eight because Volkman's mm. in. Ronald Volkman's starting. Yeah, at but, five but eight. I mean, what, what you know? What happened to um to, to Marty Martin? He's, he's out for HIR, I think. Oh, right, that's yeah, right. Yeah, but yeah. Volkman's a huge. He's, they bought him from the Roosters. He had big wraps on him at the Roosters. He's, he he's gone to the I Warriors. Yeah, I also hope he has a good game. Um, so I, I'm calling Rabbit. Uh, sorry, Warriors by four. How do you guys see this? It's a tough one. I'm going to go Cronulla by eight or even ten because of their last performance against St. George. Just, you know, it's just like they're irresistible because from one to 13 and their bench, they got strike weapons everywhere. Yeah. It's, you got to give them that shout. Yeah. And look, Warriors are, they got a good forward pack, but just on. Four, gotta get, you yeah. just got to give it's a Cronulla home game as well. You got to get them over yeah. the line. Cronulla by think, ten. I also think Cronulla hasn't been that great, even though Nico Hines has been out. They had a good game last week with Nico Hines, but I do think. You know, so Warriors. Every ball that touch was magic. Yeah, I think Sharks by two. Well, Shark, it's, it's a, a close one. I think it's going to be a very, very Could close one. Could be gold or point. Yeah. I honestly wouldn't even be surprised. Sharks by 10. That's well, not a blowout score. I'm going like. Warriors by four. Not a yeah, blowout. That's a good shout. Yeah. That's a good shout. Yeah. It's not a blowout score. Finally, last game of the round. What have been waiting for? Oh, my God. Dogs and Cowboys. Josh Reynolds makes his long awaited return to the Bulldogs. Absolute disaster. I you think so. Yeah, because like one minute left on the clock, Reynolds will kick a drop goal and, and Canterbury will lose 30 to 13. <laughs> just, <laughs> just kidding. I, no, no. I look, um, I don't think that it's a bad move, but I also don't think it's the right move because I want to see Josh Reynolds back. Because what I think could happen potentially is we could see if that tack is stagnant, we could see maybe Carl Flanagan hooked with. Um, Reynolds going in there alongside Burden, I think he create that X factor. Or even, um, you know, you could uh, take someone like a Raymond Fatala Mariner off, bring Reynolds in. He can sort of play that roaming player to sort of link between the uh, be a link between the halves and the centers, which I don't think is a bad idea. But it's our forwards. That's where we're struggling. Three weeks in a row, we've been gassed at the 65th minute. Mm. Um, having said that. We've got Waddell, Pele, and Ockenbore. It's probably one of the better benches now we've had over the first uh, five weeks. If Pele can get, tw- if we can get twenty minutes out of Pele and half an hour out of Ockenbore and half an hour out of Waddell and even 15, 20 minutes out of Reynolds, I do think we'll go a long way to winning because mm. we have the attack in us. Oh, what we've God. seen is we have the attack and the defense in us, but we're gassed. I think that's the honestly that's the biggest problem the Bulldogs have. Is that is it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. I got Canterbury winning this game. Um, last week, Gold Coast should have beaten the Cowboys, I yeah. thought. Yeah. Um, I know Cowboys have had a few ins, but they've yeah. also had a few outs at the same time. Yeah. So, Shibasaki, t- uh, Tamo. You know, they lost Nanai, they've lost Tuolagi yeah, and Tamo. Tamo. Yeah. Look, yeah. you know, even Tamo's like, I know he's he's on the back end of his career, but he's he still a man yeah, mountain. He adds, yeah. Um, and he played really well last week, but Nanai and Tuolagi are a few big losses. Huge losses. Um, no, I know, no, look, I know they get Hiku back. Yeah, um, but still, I think um, I think Tom Chester's been a really good fullback. Oh, it was great. It was very full of energy. Some very, very, very con- like but questionable plays. Like I was looking at that, I'm like, 
That's that, fr- frustration. But that's youth as well. That's youth as well. Is it inexperience? It's very much You know, because there were a couple of things he did there, like right. a three-on-one strip. I'm like, what, what are, are you doing? doing? Also, when he threw I the think... ball back in and they almost scored. Yeah, I was like. I, I, I remember Billy Slater in his first season did that, right? Yeah. And it was more his willingness to make take the right the play and take yeah. the risk as opposed to let it go out, whatever. Um, I think Tom Chester is going to develop into a great fullback. Yeah. Do I think that they have the team to beat the Bulldogs? This may be one-eyed, but I think the Bulldogs by six. I got Bulldogs by ten. I was going to actually do it more, but I, I, think, I think Cowboys, if they're going to have one of those uninspiring games again, this is the game they're going to actually come unstuck. Yeah. Um, I don't – I just – look, Bulldogs bench, and you got Jackson Torpenny. When, when does he get a run? I, I, I See, I don't uh, understand why Torpenny doesn't Ockenball, get a run. Ockenball hasn't really been getting minutes. Yeah, Either Give him the right. minutes or put Torpenny in there, and yeah. he deserves a run. I didn't like the Ford. I don't like Josh Reynolds being in there. I don't think he should even be in the squad whatsoever. Should be I don't think he's going to be up to the rigors of first grade this year at all. I think it will be his last season. Yeah. Um, I think Topini should have been there. If you had Topini, Waddell, Pele, and Ockenboy, all of a sudden. Waddell's got a lift. He should be offering more. Um, Pele, really need, you need, really need a big game out of Pele. But the thing is, Pele isn't given the minutes. I don't know if that's fitness. I don't know if that's that's the, the coach not trusting him. I don't know what it is, but Pele, I think. I would have I would have, had, I would have given Oluwapu his debut now instead of Reynolds. Yeah. Right? And I would have loved that there. And if you're not going to have Ockenborn in the 17, I would have Torpini in 17. Why, why are they bringing Reynolds back? I feel like it's like a fairy tale thing. Because like it's bringing the Prince of Bermuda back. I think that's just start. wrong. I, I, yeah. The thing is. Uh, they had Fatamanu Brown there, who play, who's, I thought he was a good option at forty. Yeah, yeah he's not he a bad option, but he was bringing him as a, on as a forward, and that's where I think Fatamanu Brown wasn't up to scratch. If you kept him in at that lock position, he can roam and pass and stuff. Okay, well, I think Josh, if 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 as I say, if we can even just get twenty minutes out of each of our forwards, right, that gives um, that gives kick out um, Mariner Sutton King some uh, some rest. We can we can get towards a, a healthy. Stamina level towards the 60, 65th minute. If that happens, I do think towards the end of the game we can hold any team out. Like it, our defense is really good. If your forwards play well and his limit Tamalalo, he's a win. I've got, got he's by ten. I agree. I agree. I think. Um. I do think Fatala Mariner, he's not a lock. They got to. They got to keep Tamalalo quiet. I think Mariner is more of a. He's more of a second row than a lock. I think. Have like a Preston at lock. Let him because he seems to be able to pass the ball a lot better than Mar- Fatala Mariner does. I can have Preston at lock and tell him, "Hey, go around and, and link up with your centers. Uh, that's fine." But look, the other thing that I think I have to mention, and look, I, honestly, I don't want to. I'm not picking on one player, but we need more out of Flanagan. I just think Burden is trying to do too much. He's not able to play his natural game. He's not able to um, inject hit those big bombs. He's trying to do the safe kicks now because I think Flanagan is like, it's either he's been told not to kick or he's scared to kick. He's always looking to pass or to offload the ball on fifth. Brother, you're a seven. Play like a seven. That's what we want from you. Bro, make mistakes, learn from them and get better. Sometimes Don't be scared. Sometimes he's very pedestrian, like a whole set, he won't touch the ball or even a set and a so half. He needs to get a bit more involved. Yeah. Um, He's just scared. He's like his confidence is shot. Maybe he needs to go to the Super League to play in a different league to see how well he can play and come back. Maybe he needs to go to a different team. Yeah, I, he had a lot of changes though. I came from the Roosters, bro, Barrett, the Sharks, and the dogs. Sorry, sorry, Look, Trent Barrett stuff. Just to, just back on Preston. Um, I think the reason why um, your coach has him in the second row because. If you watch Preston, he's actually been very effective as a wide running second row. He has been, yes. So he probably sees him as more effective running wide than uh, Ray, Raymond Fay Taylor Mariner. That's why Mariner. That's, that's why, why Mariner's more up the middle. 
That's yeah. as a prop, sort uh, you of. Know, yeah, well, he does more defensive yeah. work as well. That yeah. could possibly be it. I mean, again, it wouldn't hurt to probably get an explanation from the yeah. coach. Hey, Cameron, if you ever watch this, please just tell us why are you only playing with 15 and a half players? Uh, it, Two and a half men off the bench. <laughs> yeah. Before, before I make men, 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 <laughs> men, men. Just, we just want to know why are you not playing all your players and giving them sufficient time on the bench? I mean, I know you've got a strategy and I know the dogs have improved, but I think we could have been even better with a better rotation. Please explain. Thank you. I just – But before I, my pick, um, yeah, I think the Cowboys – Yeah, I want to hear I, 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 the Cowboys. I actually think the Cowboys are going to come out strong yep. in the beginning. They, they always do this, though. right? Yeah. They do. They always come out strong in the beginning. And I think the dogs have this tendency, and they've done this before, where – they, sometimes they don't start the best, but then they can come out pretty strong in the ha- mid-half of the game. Yeah. But then you're right, that 60th minute, that 65th minute comes along and they start to fade off. Yeah. And I feel like the Cowboys are going to just get them. I think if if the dogs do fade off in that 65th, it's going to be close. I, I don't think this is going to be a blowout. I don't think it's a blowout, but I think that because of the dogs' tendency to do that at the end, yeah. I think the Cowboys will Fair just pull. pip them. But the fact that you've got Nanite, Tuolagi, you've got all these players out, yeah. If Tamalolo fires, like you mentioned, I actually think he's one of the, the only players to sign a 10-year contract and only get better as he ages. Like, he's getting a bit older now. I don't right? think he got better. I think he just played consistent. a consistent level. Yeah, but I mean, how but many he players have you seen sign five-year contracts and then three years into that, other than Ben Hunt? I, I feel like in the beginning when he first signed his 10-year contract, he did get better. Like, he, yeah. he really upped his he, game he, and then he stayed I thought he undervalued himself at the start. Yeah, oh, but like, geez. he just, he's in, yeah, week in, week, week out. He puts in the effort. You know, he took us to the grand final in 2017. Oh, like, just off the you. back of his, that work that he did. Um, I just, why was that? You know, 280 metres again. I mean, <laughs> I mean, what the hell is that? He, like, made, he made Jonathan Thurston look like a fraud. But, you know, um, like um, the Sorry, thing about person. him is he's also um, he's had a, a, cha- a different role now with Todd Payton, which I yeah. think has suited him as well. And he's come back to sort of being that consistent Talmalolo. Right. I don't think they're, they're getting the best out of him this year yet. But if if we can keep Talmalolo quiet, they're preserving his playing minutes, which is good. Yeah, they I don't go to play on yeah. this career. Mm. Um, uh, why I think also we can get it is Tom Chester's still inexperienced at fullback. Yep. If we can put in the right kicks, if we can continue to kick to corners, if we can pressure Kyle Felt and Brendan Elliott, who, you know, I don't think is the best winger, mm-hmm. um, I think we can we, – we can because uh, our line speed this year has been great. Like yeah. even when we're tired, I still think our line speed has been great. It's just the one percenters that we've missed out on. And I do think it's been one or two players. Like I'm not going to point them out, but it's been one or two players in the three rounds that have made the same errors and teams have targeted them. Yeah. So if we can cut that out and, and shore up that little bit of a defense in the last 15, 20 minutes, honestly, I, I think the dogs will, will will win this, not by a big margin, but comfortably. They mm. won't look like they're going to lose or they won't look like they're under too much pressure. Mm. Having said that, if the Cowboys come out and win, I also won't be surprised because I know the quality of, of the yeah. Cowboys team. Um, but but They've just been uninspiring at the moment. But yeah, let me say this. When are they going to hit? Let me say this for the doggies fans. Cowboys by twenty. No 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 no. See that? No 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 no. I'm just trying to make our guest happy. Doggies by twenty four. That's a big shout, eh? Twenty four, right? It's just it's just for the fans. But I think it'll be a good game. Yeah, it'll be a great game. Dogs by ten. Dogs by ten. Yeah. Cowboys by... I reckon by four. It's going to be like nothing in it. I think. I'll say... I'll say honestly, Look, if Tamalala's kept quiet, the dogs will get home. I reckon dogs by six. So. That's, yeah. a, that's a tough ask. Six or 12 ask, max, yeah. I think. Um, look, um, I just want to say, if, if you guys... I'll, I'll make uh, two predictions. Okay. Two predictions. Go ahead, William. Dolphins by 12. 
Yes, go to the Dolphins. Uh, dogs by 12. And the bunker's going to screw something up. <laughs> <laughs> what a Add that into the... I reckon the only one that's, that's a foregone conclusion that anyone you got right there is the bunker. Bunker's <laughs> going to make a mistake. Nah, you know what? He's probably gave a good shout on the wall. Yeah. Hey, yeah. fins up. Dog, fins by 12. I think that's right. And the right. dog's is a good shout dogs, too. Dog's is a good shout. 12 is not a, not, yeah. not a blowout. Um, bunker making a, a mistake. That's Look, the most certain. Yeah. I, I, I think the bunkers have already made a mistake this week. We just don't know about it. <laughs> If you look at the odds, they've installed paying... the wrong person. <laughs> if you look at the odds, playing one point zero zero. No, sorry, it's zero point nine nine. You're losing paying... money. Yeah. Um, so I think that brings us to the end of the show. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you, Tarek. Thank you so much for joining us this after, this evening for our uh, fifth podcast ever. Um, you know the insights you've given into mental health, um, into a lot of you know things that we've discussed has been great. Yeah. So, Tarek, thank you so much no, for having so us. So, say thank you for having me and just give me the opportunity to chat. And you know, for anyone life. out there, if if anything that we've discussed is making you feel unwell, please like reach out, get some support. You know, call. And, you know, there's a lot of lines out there, but also let's start creating a community, a footy community where we can have a laugh, have some banter, but enjoy the footy, but also look after each other. You know, life's short, yeah. and, and we want the best if, for if, everyone. If it, if in any way that you guys aren't, some, one of you is not feeling good or need someone to speak to, you can find me on Twitter, you can find me on Facebook, you can find me on TikTok, you can find me on Instagram. Find me on YouTube and I swear I won't use it as a chance to uh, get you to subscribe. But if you need someone to speak to, honestly, I'll, you know, I'll more than happily um, speak to you or uh, direct you to Tarek who could go directly to the right people to speak to. You know, we're here for each other. Um, and we just want to create that, as you say, community where fans can have a laugh, have some fun with the footy and look after each other. Another thank you to Debo for Pleasure. number one, joining us for another week and also putting up with us trashing your beloved St. George Dragons. I really hope they have a better game this week. But I think, I think it's just the numbness. <laughs> we'll get there, we'll get there. Just um, numb now. And with that, um, we're rounding that up. Thank you so much uh, for watching. Uh, if you do happen to watch this part of the, uh, of the podcast, um, if you can say the words, go the doggies to me directly and subscribe, you can win a little prize. It's a very small insignificant prize, but it's only for those who watch right to the end. Not many people will see this. So if you do, there's a chance you can win. Uh, so thank you once again. And uh, hope you have another good game of the, another good uh, week of footy. And uh, let's not have any blunders from the bunker. Thank you very much. <laughs>